Scrap Pile Podcast. I'm here today with Clay Ricks, man. Had him drive all the way up from Duncan, and we dang sure appreciate that. Absolutely. You know, had a little bit of a drive to get up here. Yeah, thank you guys for inviting me up here. Oh, glad yeah, to be man. here. I'm glad you said yes, man. I was like, huh, I'm just going to send this guy a message on uh, Facebook Messenger like a real skeevy weirdo and see uh, <laughs> see what happens. He goes, yeah, let me ask the wife, man. I think I can do that. Yeah, all right, yeah, cool, man. City. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, super cool time, man. And uh, Clay and I have a little experience, man. He helped me out at the Oklahoma City Thunder deal with a – we did an aviation night up there one night, and he helped me out with that. It was super cool. He and his wife both, so – it yeah. was uh it was a super cool deal, it was a lot of fun. I mean it was a little stressful, but it was still fun. It worked out good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. super cool. So yeah. Clay, just, tell us about yourself. Oh, uh, well well let's see what do you want to know? Uh, <laughs> what what do you so, what do you uh, fly? Well, I primarily like to fly three D. Um that's three D giant scale is where most of my interest is. Um but I fly a little bit of anything. Um mostly uh, a little bit of foamies and uh, dabble in helicopters. But that's okay, pretty so, much it. So here's an argument we have every show. <laughs> How do you feel about electrics? I love them. Yeah. No, <laughs> no I'm I'm a I'm all about this. If it if it flies, I'm I'm a bit interested. And uh, typically, electric and gas are my ones to go to. That's my go tos. I don't know. See, this guy always beats me up about uh, the electric thing. <laughs> I love electrics. I'm just not going to have them. So, I mean, you know, if, if they work great for you, they work great for what you're doing, hey, more power to you. But you're at the but, field. He's like, hey, man, uh, let me get a pull on that real yeah, quick. Yeah. Man, you get, let me, yeah. Let, here, put a battery, uh, another battery for that. Absolutely, man. <laughs> so, my take on it is, is, uh, there's certain sizes that just kind of lend themselves to a particular power system that seems to be the best. And my take on it is, is your smaller uh, foam airplanes, especially, but your smaller, even balsa airplanes, they just lend themselves to be electric more readily or more easily. Let's say it that way. Well, man, it's not uh, like nitro. You're not having to clean them up after the, after a day of flying, you know, you, you can charge four or five batteries, go out to the field, have a good time, throw it in the car and you're ready to go. Hey, and easy. I, I, I'll tell you that that is the one spot that it, it is, you know, watching you, you, dude, you drive a little Honda civic. Yep. I mean, great little car, whatever, dude, he takes this little 10 size Valiant and puts it in the car. Doesn't even take it apart. No. No. You know, got like 10 batteries charged up, hands the radio around, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh. yeah, I'm over here, man. It, oh, dude. Hold got a that. third scale D7. Yeah. I got eight people helping me carry wings and yeah, pick absolutely. this thing up. And you flip know, it over it's, it's and, a 30-minute yeah. ordeal to get it put, put together yeah. and took apart. Which yeah. I absolutely love that airplane. Well, yeah. but, you, have, you have a little hand in that airplane. Well, so a little bit. I, you know, I get it. And I mean flying it it flies great and everything like that I, sometimes i'm just like a hit it and quit it kind of thing i want to get in there and, and i want to rip a few packs and, and go home there now on the weekend something like that right, right absolutely yeah, you know, yeah, yeah got a little more time right well, uh, again you know i don't not like them but <laughs> i don't have a spot for i just them. like i'll fly yours clint's a naysayer so and larry naysayer. likes to fire him up I <laughs> He's love a naysayer. Yeah. Yeah. where where i kind of go with it is is like you said time you know how much time do you really have right how much effort are you wanting to put out because there's some days that you want to go fly but you really don't want to spend that you know 15 20 minutes unloading getting the tail hold out getting the gas can out and all that business you just want to go out and and fly a few packs have a little bit of time visit with your buddies and go on about your way man and, and you, you said it right there you visit know, with your buddies sometimes is the it, best thing yeah yeah so electrics they have their place for them and like i said the smaller airplanes 
you know, I love having a wide variety. And, uh, you know, and then once you get up, in my opinion, once you get up to the 50, 70 cc air range, the upfront cost of electric and the flight time, it, there's a point at which it makes sense, in my opinion, to go to gas right. and to get away from electric. Um, glow, there's certain older airframes out there that I know a lot of guys go about converting them to electric or whatever, but they're just not meant for that, and they don't work well for it, meaning they don't have battery hatches. They are heavy. You know, there's a multitude of things that could potentially come up that it makes sense to make this a glow airplane or helicopter or whatever it may be. So, in my opinion, they all have their place. It just depends on what you like to fly. I typically don't want the hassle of glow. I do own some. I just don't like the hassle of it. And gas and electric work really well for me. The other thing, too, is the power-to-weight ratio in the small electrics, right. like in the 60-inch balsa Ballistic. planes. It's ridiculous. Ballistic. It, yeah, you can't match that with anything. No. And I the- will say, once you get that bug in you, it's really hard to get loose from that just awesome I, instant right. power. Larry has a, a little Timber X, the green one with the big yeah. the big control yeah. surfaces. And I guarantee you, dude, that, that little dude just... It's like a homesick angel man just whoop, oh, yeah. off she goes. Yeah. It's a blast to fly. Yeah. But the regular timber, the little, the red one was yeah, a blast I've got, too. Well, I've got, and I'm also so the electric. My side of it, I'm building a, the uh, timber XL, the 110. Oh yeah, the timber 110. And yep. I'm doing electric. It's gonna be electric. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see. <sighs> Let's see. I'm, yeah. Look at him. Man, I'm indifferent. <laughs> I got into this because of drones. Like, I mean, that was it. Because I'm, I'm a photographer by trade. And uh, when they told me I could have a camera that flies, yes. Yes, please. I'll take one. And then going out Ooh. to the lake and seeing you guys fly. And I'm like, man, taking pictures and stuff like that. Next thing you know, I'm showing up with an airplane. Some of my favorite pictures this guy has taken. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, the blue D7 against the water tower down there at the end and stuff like that. I mean, that's a that's a whole lot of fun in itself is, oh, yeah. is the picture. So. Yeah, I enjoy that as much as I do anything else. Well, I mean, it's hanging out, you know. Absolutely. And that, then, then, that, you that, can't plan a good time. You just can't it, do yeah. it. Yeah. Can't. I will say one of the most awesome videos I've ever seen occurred a couple of years back down at Ice House. Uh one of the guys was flying a 35% yak, uh, I believe it was a pilot, and he's out doing some really awesome low rolling harriers. And uh, one of the FPV guys that did the, the racing quads, he's out there chasing him, and he was getting some really up-close shots. I mean, you, if you've done FPV at all, you realize, like, it looks like you're far away, but you're not. You're right. much closer than you are. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm like thinking to myself, like, year, holy yeah. cow, this drone is right up next to this 35%er. And it was a really awesome video, but it also kind of made you really pucker up just a little bit. You're like, wow, he's right there, chop a wing off. Or yeah, you know, crazy. or like, Mike's, wow, this guy can really fly. You know, there's, you know, I think there's a misconception that multi rotors are just this easy thing to fly. No. And, and I will say, I have a Mavic Pro. That thing, my daughter, she's eight, she can fly that. It's super easy to fly. Oh, yeah. But the racing drones are not. not I've tried. So I've no, tried no, it, and no. I'm terrible at Man, it. <laughs> I've tried the FPV, and you right. think strapping on those goggles, it's just like just go where you're looking. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, it didn't work out too well for me. So. Yeah, those guys I like to describe it as a difficult video game with consequences. <laughs> yeah, <Yes. laughs> the good thing about those quads that I've, Man, ba- well I've bounced mine oh, yeah, into the res- ground so hard resilient. it bounced back up in the air twenty feet. Yeah, get yeah. the mud out of yeah, the rotors out. and y'all right back fun. up. Uh, <laughs> I did hit the side of a building one time when I was diving it, which uh, we're not going to say what building, and it, and it didn't really happen. But, uh, it was uh, it was rather tall and uh, clipped the side of the building, and it went all the way to the ground. And concrete is not kind. Concrete yeah. is not kind to those things. Doesn't have anything to do with that video I've seen. Does no, it? it actually wasn't that building. That building's much taller. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. And here, and but here. My second income is flying a drone. Right. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I understand all aspects of it. So, yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to do it. Uh, man, if I'm going to the flying field, it's, I'm going to either have to put a glow driver on it or start it. Well, that's another deal about the, the nitro stuff. Uh, well, that, I, I, when's the last area, time you saw me so, fly something nitro? Well, I, right. But, I mean, in this area, it's getting to the point where $30 yeah, it's a kinda, gallon. It's $30, $30 a gallon. gallon. It's kind of high. If you can find it. Ah. Well, well, did you guys see that uh, Byron, uh, they're shutting their fuel line down? Yeah, really? they, that happened, yeah. what, yesterday, I think. I think it was yesterday, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that so Byron now we're down to, down. Uh, you know, like Morgan's and uh, maybe VP. I'm not v- sure who else is out there. Yeah. But. Uh, well, even even the uh, home mix stuff, even the nitro is getting Right, it's almost impossible to even right. get, you know. So here a couple of years ago, uh, my club – uh, we had a lot of guys flying glow, and uh, so we all got together and we decided uh, it was right whenever Mike was talking about shutting his hobby shop down. And uh, so we all got together and we said, "Hey, let's let's reach out to a couple fuel companies and see what they'll offer to us and make a large bulk purchase. Uh, we'll pay for it out of the club account and all that business." So I reached out to Byron's and Morgan, and uh, we ended up buying from Morgan. But one of the interesting things that I discovered while talking to Morgan's uh, sales rep is that all of the, I believe it was the nitromethane. Uh, I don't think it was the methanol. I believe it was the nitro. Uh, most of it come from China. China. Yeah. Right. The yeah, nitro. It's yeah. It's not from us. And especially yeah. with what's going on right now. Yeah. That might be. Right. Might be a problem. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. We got a guy at the club that, that mixes it and I don't know what he has on hand that's yeah, available I, I, to I mix, got, but. It, uh, it, we're going to find out. If, if right. you're wanting to fly, you know, whoa, uh, you almost better be a week in advance trying to round up if you need fuel. I'm just going to go to the gas station and get some gas, what? guys. And that's, yeah. yeah. So, speaking of your home club, tell us about where you fly. I fly at uh, Chisholm Trail RC Squadron in Duncan, America. Uh, Duncan, Oklahoma. We're uh, actually out by uh, Duncan Lake, and uh, we've got a 350-foot by 40-foot paved runway. We've got a pretty nice awning area with a little bit of uh, lighting and some electricity out there for the uh, diehard electric guys. And, wow, uh, that's nice. <laughs> so no generators right. really needed, huh? Uh, no generators needed. Man, that's, we yeah. need that. Yeah. Now, uh, pretty much everyone out there, you know, we uh, we actually got a little bit of grief about that in the beginning. And, uh, you know, but it's really amazing how much you use utilize it once you have it. So, but yeah. You got grief about having electricity? Yeah, we had a few guys that that wasn't fond of spending the money at the time. Oh yeah, well, uh, y'all are probably using uh, so little. It's probably the minimum charge. It's the upfront cost, you know, buying the panels and putting in the receptacles, and you know, there's, it's not cheap. You know, that's one that was a major investment at our field. But uh, 
Well, there again, if, we've enjoyed it so much. Uh, it's, yeah, that'd be so nice to have. Yeah, if, if, especially if you got a long-term deal with you know your landowner or whatever you're doing, where you're not going to get thrown out or you know the city come in on top so, of you or whatever. You know, are y'all at the city lake? Or are you? We are. Okay. We're uh, we're actually on the south bank of the city property. Uh, so the city of Duncan owns, I believe it's four lakes. And uh, we're at the, the one, we're right next to the gun club. Uh, actually, out where we're at, we've got uh, two gun clubs that are, like, membership-based. We have another one that's, uh, uh, you, you pay it, pay to use it every time you go. It's not a club. It's not a membership or anything like that. So we've got those three, and then we've got the uh, equestrian club. And there's just a bunch of stuff out there that the right. city's facilitated for everyone and uh, set this land aside, and, you know, we're able to lease it from them every year. And uh, I believe the club has been there since sometime in the 80s. Okay. Yeah, way before so my time. It, it's established then. It's not something that y'all are just trying to get started or anything like that. No. You always want to make it grow. But Yeah, it, it's it's been there for, like I said, way longer than me. Uh, I believe the runway was put down in like 97. So it's it's been there for a while. That's but we're always cool. spending and, you know, we're always working. Uh, we, we do projects at least a few times a year, trying to make it better, make it bigger, better, and more fun, more uh, – uh, what do you call it? Uh, User-friendly. User-friendly, making it more welcoming for other people, you know. Right on. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming, I, I, up, coming up here soon. We two, can, uh, uh, two weeks from tonight. A week, a week from this. Uh, is it two? Well, yeah, two weeks yes. from yesterday. Yes, two weeks, yes. Yeah, yeah so, so about two weeks from right now, we'll be uh, getting the night flyer started up, basically. Oh, yeah. That's going right. to be a good time. I'm not going to bring nothing to fly at night. I'm just going to sit back and watch out the cold beer. <laughs> his night. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not, he don't have a real good record with night flyers. Well, he says that, but I've got something at home that's getting LEDs on <laughs> right, it, and I right. bet he's going to be like, let me fly that. I have a pretty good record with a night flyer, just not his. <laughs> it was not right. Oh, I thought you had a Zaggy experience, too, at Joe Law. You have the Zaggy hanging on your wall. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's solid foam. You can't destroy it. But well, I didn't crash it. Oh, you didn't crash it? No. The Why? lights just went out. <laughs> so, <laughs> same thing happened to me, right? Hey, yours is hanging on the wall. Mine's still on my neighbor's roof. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, we're we'll at this yeah, point. Let's, let's oh, yeah, man. man uh, we're, we're forgetting a very oh, important yeah. part here. Man, what we're drinking tonight is uh, Larry picked us up some Paps Blue Ribbon. Hard coffee. So this is this is what we're drinking tonight. And Just what out. we need—a little caffeine. Well, oh, I yeah. saw it, and it's it's it, it, it could go either way. So let's see. Let's yeah, all, let's check let's it out. All have it. I feel like it needs to be shaken or something. No, you know? don't do that. <laughs> It'll freaking go everywhere. It smells like a tootsie roll. I was gonna say it kind of smells like hot chocolate <laughs> or something to me. Boy, yeah. here we go. There this is gonna this is gonna do one of two things, gentlemen. Man, there ain't oh no, man, that's easy to drink. Man, it's not nothing. carbonated like I Boy, thought it would be. Right on no. down the hatch. Much different than I expected. Oh, yeah, me that, too. I'm not a coffee guy, you know, so I was kind of uh, well, he said, a little bit what like, are you guys doing to me here? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude. It's like a, like a Starbucks. Or yes, it is. I'm thinking uh, this would be uh, very bad to have in the house in the morning, man. This is day drinking material man, right here. Man, that's a hell of a day drink start right there, yeah, I probably. promise. I'm a... Uh, I wonder if I'll get in trouble for having one of these first thing in the morning. You know, <laughs> if you put it in one of those uh, Yeti glasses or something, man, I don't think anybody question you. Oh, I'm in it two weeks at the Funfly. 
Uh, oh, oh, I was thinking, I, I was thinking uh, about the daily man. life. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not do that. Uh, Transportation industry just would nah. Let's not do that. Right. I'm really. Uh, there are some benefits for working for yourself. Pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed. It doesn't taste like well, beer or anything. Well, I, I have to admit, I didn't no. have my hopes being well, said on it. I mean, oh, man, coming from the guy that brought curs, so nothing uh, wrong with tonight. It. So growing up, I never, like I said, I never heard of Pabst. It wasn't a popular drink where I grew up at. And uh, when I went to college, I had a professor that was, uh, he was a Vietnam veteran. He had flew Hueys in Vietnam. I think he did two tours over there. And uh, anyway, great guy, awesome stories, best stories that I've ever heard, really. And uh, he always said, he said, I have a soft spot in my heart for Ham's beer. And uh, he said, all of us out where we were at, uh, they were stationed pretty good ways out in the jungle. Uh, they called it, uh, uh, what's uh, Robin Hood? Uh, what was their forest? I can't recall their name. Sherwood Forest. Yeah, Sherwood, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Sherwood. So their their unit was called the, uh, the Robin Hoods. And the, they were the Robin Hoods and the Crossbows. And so, uh, yeah, Sherlock Forest, that was what they called Sherwood. their camp. Yep. Sherwood, wasn't it? Sherwood, Sherlock, Sherwood, yeah, whichever. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. that's that's what they named their little base out in out in the jungle. Sherwood you know, <laughs> yeah, you know. So he said that uh, all the guys in the rear and the gear, you know, they at Saigon, they got all the Budweiser and and uh, all the other you know more well known beers. He said by the time it got to us, we either got Paps if we were lucky or Hams. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I've drank a many Hams before too. <laughs> no, you know? I ain't never had one. You ain't never had a Hams? Nope. I've definitely oh. had more hams and paps than I have coors. Uh, I would have to. I would have to agree with that. Yes. Hey, you, know. hey, you said you're bringing pizza. If that that beer, I followed pizza. through with my part of it. I said I was bringing beer. I brought beer. I can't help it. You don't like the beer. <laughs> I'm sure I'll choke one down before it's over with. Dude, a pizza and a coors, you can't go wrong. Are we talking Coors Banquets or yes. Banquets? Yeah. Banquets. Man, those are good. I don't know what y'all are talking <laughs> There's about. There's one in the yeah. fridge if you want one. <laughs> We're just giving Clint a hard time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, these assholes. They're giving yeah. me a hard time here. And, yo, uh, I mean, that's like, you know, that's basically half of this hobby, right? Right. You know, it's a peanut gallery. That's it, man. <laughs> man, I'm so glad that somebody else is, is right. there on the same right. page. The peanut right. gallery is half the fun. I love flying, but the peanut gallery makes it even better. Man, I love it when the old guys come to the field and they're, like, getting their chops in on you. You're like, is that guy busting my balls or not right now? I can't even <laughs> tell, dude. I love yeah. that. That's my favorite. <laughs> uh, man, there's a couple of them out at our flying field that I, I question whether – Yo, is that guy on my case, or is he just giving me a ration? Yeah. Well, right. Well, man, and, and you know, now I'm kind of feeling like the old guy, because he was talking about, you know, I was the 80s. That was before my time. I'm like, man, it's only like 40 years ago. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. To, to be clear, the 80s was before I lived here. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, man, that's great. But, I mean, you know, I wasn't going to mention I was born in the late 80s, but okay. No, no, you're good, man. <laughs> I'm cool with being the old guy. It works out. Uh, you're not the old guy. I know. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe. You might be the old guy. That's me. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. the old guy. I think I got you by a year or two. I think so. Uh, sucks to be old. That's it, yeah. man. Not well, really. Well, Clay, you got a Flex Innovations shirt <laughs> on, that man. That was going to be my yeah. next. Yeah. Tell us about Tell us Flex about Innovations. That. Well, uh, Flex was founded and started a few years back by Kike Samanzini and David Ribby. Uh, I believe they've been out for about five years now. Um, most of all the listeners are at least going to recognize Kike's name. 
He's uh, many times over world champion, which national champion. Notice it as QQ. QQ, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Man, watching watching that guy, I got to watch him a few years at Joe Nall, watching him back one down and just cover himself in smoke, and then next thing you know, an airplane's pulling up through it. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's that's something to see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. You know, not only is he an amazing pilot, but just an amazing guy. Uh, he, you know, he – he still kind of has a little bit of an accent. He can be hard to understand at times, but just as friendly, always smiling, always having a good time, and uh, he's he's a great guy. David, you know, a lot of people don't maybe not don't recognize David right offhand, but he's a Top Gun uh, champion. He's won a few times there. I'm not exactly sure all the details on that, but you know, David, he's a engineer. He worked for uh, Bob Violet when he was in college and, and got his start in the industry and uh they both worked at horizon at one point in time and uh so they decided to get out and start their own business up and uh so they founded flex innovations and uh fortunately uh here last year uh or say this last year is when i started talking with them about uh getting on the team and and they asked me to be a part of the team this year uh, very fortunate. That's awesome. Congratulations, Congratulations. Thank Thank you. Man, Thank that's you. super cool. Yeah, they uh, so they they don't want to pigeonhole down into one particular category, but they have a lot of three D capable aircraft. Even their uh, more scale aircraft tend to be say. at least three D capable. Um, but uh, you know, like they're they're not. Uh, you know, you you hear names like three D hobby shops. I realize that's a a different owned by someone else now, but you know that that really puts you in the 3D. So flex is a little. They want to be a little bit more flexible, right? The, right. Know, the name throw the pun in there. Flex. Yeah, and everything's it's night fly ready, right? No, not everything. Not every okay. Yeah, okay, d- some of the airframes just don't really lend themselves to being made night flyers. Uh, one being the Mamba 10, just the the construction of it. It just it, it would be very difficult, if not impossible, to make it into a good night flyer. So. One of the key things about flex is it has to fly really good. That's the uh, that's the bottom line. Yeah, it has to fly good, and it has to fly good for multiple people. It can't fly good for uh, just a particular group of people. It has to fly good for for the largest majority of people that they can possibly fit in. They want to be all inclusive. So if you look at the designs and you you think about you know well why is it this way or why did they choose this design? Because they're in the business of selling airplanes, they got to make it fit everybody. They right. can't. They, they, they can't make it fit. You know, my flying style or Larry's right. flying Go style or whatever like that. The wild. You know. Yeah. So they want to. They want to hand it to the guy who's just going to cruise around with it. And, oh man, I got this badass airplane. Or they want to hand it to the guy who's going to ring it out. Well, and you know, I mean, really, they're badass airplanes. What really cut my eye about them was last year at Jonah on 3D line that at the nighttime there was they is it a 172? 170. A 170 on floats that was doing. Oh yeah, they're circles. ringing it out. Oh, yeah, man, it was great. It was awesome. It was full of lights. It was nighttime. Man, if you had never been to the Joe Nall at night oh, and gone man. to the 3D line, you got to go. But anyways, man. go so, ahead. So yeah, but to build on that, you know, the thing that caught my attention down at the 3D pond last year was a Cessna 170 yeah. on floats yeah. at night, torque rolling, yeah. right it down on the water. Right and I was the like, water. like, wow, that that was one of the coolest things yeah. I saw at Nall. Man, I, I wish I. Uh, 
we just met kind of over the winter, you know, but uh, I wish I'd have known you were there, man. We were having a hell of a time. Oh, yeah, man, that, was, that is a party, <laughs> let me yeah. tell you. Yeah. I, man, uh, that's the worst thing about this virus, you know, is all the, the stuff I've missed out on, all the people I didn't get to see this year right. that oh, I would yeah. have gotten to see, you know. So. Right. Uh, uh, that's why I'm so excited about headed to this Duncan Fun Fly yeah. that you guys are putting on is, man, I, I'm ready to get out and do some flying. Right. Not even really necessarily flying. Go meet some new people. Go meet some friends. Go see your old friends, you, you know. Need, I mean, speaking of old friends, you ought to uh, call our Texas buddy. Man, I thought about it, but <laughs> I don't on. know if he's going to come from Texoma over that far or not. It's not that far. Have you met that guy? He drove all the way to Jono. And, man, that, that, that same deal is a lot of the reason why we kind of started this podcast. We, I know. We it. didn't really have anything to do. So we're like, nah. Right. What, yeah, why not? That, that, that seriously has a lot to do with this podcast, man. We were, mm-hmm. we were itching. Uh, and we'd still been flying, but we were itching for something to do. Just, you know, the human contact. And we thought, why not involve all our friends, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, social distancing, we're all six feet apart, I'm pretty Absolutely. sure. Yeah, yeah. There's less than eight of us here. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we're good. so it's irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, we was all sharing that Paps Blue Ribbon. Just yeah. Now, that's, <laughs> yeah, we just had oh, the one can. Yeah, we were passing it around. We, <laughs> Man, I'm we didn't want to invest in four, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of investing in four, I got to give you some props on the new microphones. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I really now, me and Clay are the only one using them. That's, I know, that's a bad it, but part. still. Sorry. I didn't mean to leave you guys out, but you guys actually sit closer, and there's more bleed over between you two. So I, I, I think I got it set up to where there's right, a little right, less right. this time. I don't know. The quality should get better as we go because I'm kind of having to learn this stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of figuring it out as we go. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's what makes it no, a scrap no, pile, yeah, too. No, you know? None I of mean, us are pros at this. and well, I, We, I, we <laughs> literally dug this out of the scraps, and here we went. Yeah, so. basically, yeah. man. I mean, it, it. I've had this equipment sitting in somebody's basement for several, several years, other than the new microphones. So. Well, hey, absolutely. For those to, that can't use. see, this studio is it's pretty <laughs> remarkable, actually. You know, it's uh, – for some guys that just got together, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, there is a little caveat to yeah, that. I, I, I own a marketing company, and this is, this is my office where I do, uh, you know, like product shots or um, have clients in to, to do work for them and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of doing a dual purpose kind of thing. Well, I want to go back to this Flex Innovation. So what's your favorite airframe? What do you fly? Man, I'm a Mamba guy. So uh, That's a cool – that's a beautiful yeah. design. You yeah. Know? So, you know uh, – Full disclosure, I was uh, I've owned one other biplane ever, and uh, it was an old Great Plains Ultimate. It flew fine, but man, it was wasn't terrible to put together. I mean, it was one of those planes you put it together and you left it together kind of things, you know. <laughs> I get it. Go yeah. early and stay late if yeah. you're going to fly yeah, it. Huh? You know, but third uh, scale D seven over here. I so, yeah. so I was, uh, you know, uh, at first I was kind of yeah, I'm not really a biplane guy, and. Uh, I picked up a Mamba 10 uh, that my buddy had, and he let me fly it around. And I just imme- immediately felt comfortable with it and just fell right in with it just right away. And so a uh, couple months later, we have our event, and uh, Jason Reddish, a uh, good friend of mine, uh, kind of integral in getting me on the team, actually. He's a flex dealer and all this. And anyway, Jason comes to town, and uh, I bought my first Mamba 10 from him. And so we start flying it, and uh what was awesome is uh if anybody's flown the auras you you understand the trim flight process mm-hmm. well I yeah i just threw that comp- not so, so you'll have to explain it well we'll get into that and but, so i take the mamba 10 out there and on uh on the first takeoff you're just yank one. it up into a you're hover you're new oh okay. yeah yeah just put it together you know and 
bind it up and go out there you know literally i bought this thing an hour ago and just go out there and yank it up into a hover and, <laughs> and, and, and same, you know and i'm like man this thing is awesome and you know oh, jason okay. comes around he's like hey you know uh most people kind of take it easy on the trim flight <laughs> yes <laughs> no need for that <laughs> no, huh? no need for that but so yeah. since then i've you know i'm on uh Oh heck! I've had a couple of Mamba tens, a couple of Mamba sixties, and then the Mamba seventy. You know, and and then I'm uh, now those anxiously ele- those waiting. Those electric too, or those gas air frames? Uh, so the ten and the sixty are the electrics. Okay. And the seventy and the upcoming one twenty, those are the gas. That's the now, one that I'm excited. Those about. Those are from Flex, right? All all of them are from are, Flex. Are they are they foamies? Or are they? So the electrics, the ten and the sixty, they're are, are those foam? are foam. Okay. And then the seventy, it's a. Uh, Think of a, a smaller version of the Hangar 9 Beast. Okay. So, Kike, uh, in his past years, or in his previous employers, he designed uh, the QQ Python years ago. Okay. That was, yeah, I remember that. I don't know if that was his first design, but that was one of his designs. Uh, then when he was at Horizon or somewhere in there, he developed the uh, Beast, which was the 100 to Boy, 120 cc. Boy, a hot rod, too. It's a nice airplane. Yeah, very nice, beautiful UMX, airplane. The original, you know, before the gyro stuff. Yeah, I'm not really sure if Kike was involved with the UMX, but uh, but definitely with the 120, that was that was one of his. Uh, interesting fact, he actually told me he did a little bit of work on the full-scale Beast, the one that's no longer with us. Uh, he worked with that guy and making some modifications it, and doing some work it, on that. Did it crash? Yeah, unfortunately. I thought it uh, landed, no, lost a cylinder or something, landed no, on a road no. somewhere. No, you're, no. Yeah, I think airplane. you're thinking of Skip Stewart. Okay. With the, uh, I believe that's a Pitts. Yeah, that, that's a that's a highly modified Pitts. Okay. That guy's okay. Yeah. No, the, the, the Beast, I don't know what happened. I'm not going to speculate what happened, but no, the, that airplane didn't make it, nor did the pilot. Oh. No, that, that plane is toast, and, and, and you'll never see another one again, likely. And there's kind of a myth that uh, when they take, some of these full-scale planes and turn them into model aircraft that they're going to crash. Ooh. Have you guys heard any of that stuff? No. Once they make a model of the full-scale, usually something goes wrong. So I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I was they, just reading about it. Right after they announced that Horizon was working with uh, Mike, was Mike Pat, 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 yeah, Patey or whatever for Draco. That's that's where I heard that. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Draco. Yep. Yeah, Draco was – that was a terrible – but his new build is going to be awesome. Man, I've been following that pretty close. Yeah. I watched the new one the other night. Nah, I haven't been following it that close, but, I mean, that guy, he is, uh, he's amazing. And, and he's a big supporter of our hobby. You know, that's oh, something yeah. we got to keep in mind is, is those full-scale guys that support us, EAA, guys like right. Mike Patey. I can't pronounce his name. I don't know if I am either. So. Man, I, I, I love – We'll get him on the show. Maybe he'll correct us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if one day, you know, if this thing grows like we hope it will, that uh, something like that can maybe, happen. man. You never know. Yeah, we're gonna set our eyes on the moon, whether we get there or not. You know, hey, well, so we, it ain't because we didn't try. So one thing to kind of hit on that that you guys brought up that made me think of that. Uh, in my discussions, our team manager Josh Schiff, he's a great guy. He's worked for Flex for I don't know a couple of years now. Uh, previously with. Uh, Hobby Co. before they sold out. but uh, So I've had a lot of discussions with Josh, and uh, one of the big things is he said, you know, everyone seems to think that you just take uh, you take a design and you scale it up, scale it down. So he said it's so far from that you wouldn't even believe it. Well, that was going to be my next question is what – because I know uh, 
I, I can't pronounce it. Q Q K K K K K That's what I've always said. I've shook the man's hand one time in my life, and I said, "It's good to meet you, Q Q." You know, I mean, but you know, what kind of research of development? How many hours of flight time and? Don't mind the tweaks and, and all that go into something before they release it to the public. If it's even, man, you know, it's. Uh, I, I'm sure it's hard to even know, but I was going to say I don't. I don't even know how you would because they don't release that. it till they are a hundred percent satisfied. Well, you know, I, I can't speak for Flex for sure because I don't really know. But uh, recently, I watched a live feed from Horizon, mm-hmm. and uh, they said something in the neighborhood of eighteen months. And he said, once you see a product on the shelf or, or on the website, it's been in development for at least 18 months. 18 months. You know, so I can only speculate that it's probably exactly the same for and most everyone else. wrong out. Yeah. Every situation is, you know. Well, and, and two, you know, by the time the general public gets it, you know, it's already been through multiple designs, design changes. Uh, you've got uh, – trying to think of what david calls it uh, proof of concepts mm-hmm. you know and it's got to go through that phase and, and proof of concepts they may take a, a cnc mill and uh, machine out uh, a, an airplane out of foam or a part out of foam right. or something like that and a lot of times those first ones this is coming from the horizon live feed but those first ones they use uh they call it ice chest foam and uh you know, not it, the it's, good EPP, but the yeah, not, not the expand, just the yeah, okay. Yeah, so no, not the e, no, not the EPP <laughs> yeah. or the EPOs and, and things like that. You know, they're using, like I said, you know, ice chest foam. Right. Everybody right. kind of knows what you're talking about when you yeah. say that, and so they're ugly. You know, but they, they got to come up with something, to make sure it's going to work. Right. You know, and uh, they'll 3D print stuff and all that, and then once all it gets kind of through there, then they got to go to a factory and say, hey, can you do this? Right. You know, it's not just okay. simple like, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." You got to find somebody that'll make the stuff for you, to to your standards. To the, yeah, exactly. You know, so there's a lot of legwork that goes into to going over to China and finding somebody to make this stuff for you. And uh, you know, and, that, and that's something else I'd like to hit on is uh, the made in America. You know, man, I'm I'm patriotic as it comes. You know, I'm all American. No, I think but, we all are. But here's, a, but here's the reality of the, where we got ourselves to in this day and time. We don't have the technology or the know-how right. in the United States to do a lot of the things that this hobby uses. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. The, the, the industry to produce, it's not here. It's just... Yeah. Well, it's all gotten farmed out for so long. For so it? long. That, right. You know. I, I, I personally think it's like everything else. You're going to see a whole lot. Uh, I have to give a shout-out to Boss USA because I fly a bunch of their airplanes. Right. I fully see, you know, a lot of it coming back. You know, it may not be right now, but I bet, you know, in the next 12 months. And you we've see had it. this discussion. I don't Absolutely. mind paying up. I'll, no, I'll not at all. I'll pay up for, but, you know, some of that stuff, uh, it, it almost makes it unaffordable to bring uh, it back. Well, you know what I mean? Well, I, I don't know that. Well, here's the thing about it. With, with Balsa, you know, you can get you a couple of CNC uh, lasers, a couple right. of CNC mills. And you can do a lot with balsa and ply, right. but foam is a whole other category, and, and it can't be ignored because a large portion of the hobby now is foam. I mean, that's yeah. it's just the reality of it. And when you buy a foam airplane, that foam that company that makes that, the factory in China that makes it, they don't only make foam airplanes. They may make foam bumpers. 
right like the the inner of, uh, the, of a car bumper right oh, underneath or the, uh, you know the foam inserts for uh, a tv when you buy a tv the foam the that it comes packing or whatever yeah. yeah so that's actually something that comes about uh you, you get to talking to some of these manufacturers and they say well you know you guys uh you discontinued this airplane. That was a great airplane. Well, a lot of times they have to weigh the cost to get the factory to do that. So the factory won't build you 10 airplanes. Right. You got to order minimum orders, minimum orders, minimum orders sometimes kills them. You know, so let's say that, you know, a factory says, well, the minimum order is going to be a thousand airframes and they, they have to crunch the numbers and say, okay, how long did it take us to sell a thousand of these airplanes? If it takes two years, that's not a business viable decision, and that's where, well, it, 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 you know, you got to think of it. It's still a business. Have, have you seen any of the design, like flex stuff on Banggood? Because I notice that's a big issue too, is um, being being produced overseas. Personally, their, I've never been on there. Copyright stuff, uh, you know, they don't have the same laws, right. right? As we do, and you know, unfortunately, I, I'm in a business that's. Uh, money driven just like all of us are we oh, all yeah. we all want to make a little money but uh you know in in my world if if it doesn't turn three times in you know six months or so or less you know depending on what it is you're losing money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh but also you got all these bean counters out here mm-hmm. who are trying to make a hurry up buck man sometimes it's just you know especially when you're dealing with Hobby-driven people, this is a hobby for people. I understand they're trying right. to make money. I want them to make money. But they have to understand you have to have a quality item, and you have to be able to sell it as a quality item for extended length of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to get tired of it, and that's the decision you have to make when you get tired of it. You know, I know I know a lot of people beat up on, uh, on uh, Hangar 9 for discontinuing some of the Fiscale... Or well, some of the bigger world, the some of the bigger like P fifty one, P forty seven. It comes blah, down blah, blah, to blah, you're going to have to cut the fat in order to stay in business. Exactly. You know? you well, know, so they just, they actually addressed that on that uh, live feed that they had out on Facebook uh, whenever it was a week or so ago. They actually addressed it, and, and part of the problem was getting a factory to make those kits. Right, because there's a problem. Yeah, you know, it's not something. You know, a lot of guys fought for that. They wanted to keep it, and so on. But it just simply wasn't an option. It's not always as simple as we want to hang on to this. Well, we want right. to sell well, a few said, of them. Though, you're going to have but, to order a thousand of them. Yeah. And if you're selling two hundred a year, that's but, five but, years of but holding here, on to that inventory. Here is my deal with that whole situation. I'm gonna promise you, fiberglass specialties is in a in business for a reason. They are in the business to make fiberglass parts. There's a kick cutter in Wichita Falls. That guy, cut any kit? that guy's in business. Oh, you're talking about Eddie, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the name? Bird. Uh, Bird. Uh, what is Eddie, it? Eddie Taylor, maybe. Uh, I, I, I think I it thought it was Bird. No, it's uh, it's. Uh, you're uh, thinking of Braddy. Braddy, that's yeah. who nah, I was thinking. Yeah, that's yeah. long gone, but right. uh, really? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, There's the, a couple of places the, that do some knockoff stuff. They're not knockoff. Well, but no, copies. they're they're off the original plans, they're, but yeah. you can get a short kit. Right. You know, the, these people are in business to cut these short kits. I bet they're not making any money, though. Well, and you well got, I don't know. They're still in business. Well, I almost, you, you I look almost at the bet overhead. you that's a side. That's not a full-time. And, yeah, and, that's, and you right. know what? That's okay. It's a hobby for them to have the business of selling the short kits. And that's okay. Right. Oh, they're, that's beautiful. They're in the business to 
sell these kits or short kits or whatever they are. Sure, you might got you you might have to buy some long wood, you know. But you got all the stringers, you got all the ribs, you all got the hard all, stuff. Yeah, all the hard yeah. stuff that you got to well cut it, out or whatever. Now, I mean, use now, them. Now here's the difference, man. Now you come from a building background. Your father is a builder. Absolutely. You're a builder. I mean, you guys have more planes that are built out of sticks than probably got the most, most beautiful I, scrap pile, man. It, yeah, that, that is no joke. So but before the, I even met Clint, I had already heard about this old man in Oklahoma City that made cabin hookers. Yep, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Man. Nobody that's could. And the guy great. I was talking to, he's like, oh, I can't remember his name. It's just an old guy from Oklahoma City. Come to find out it's Clint's dad. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you got a chance to fly a hooker yet? Uh, no. Actually, funny story. The last time I saw uh, a 40 size hooker, it went in the pond at Wichita Falls' flying field. <laughs> the loudest crash I ever heard. Oh. Loudest crash. Yeah. It, when the hooker hits the water doing about 90, <laughs> right? it makes a really loud pop. Man, no, I, sure. I, I've, seen some, I've seen some cabin hookers and hookers lose their life, I assure you. And I've been at the hands of a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. And I can honestly say there's not many of them left. And that's I mean, how, how many estimated, I think we've talked about this before, on estimate, how many from anything from the 40 size up to the doubles, you know, everything, how many hookers do you think your dad's built? 300. That's a lot of that's a, that's a That's a lot I'm, of I'm super glue and balsa. I'm not going to lie to you a bit, man. I was, I was a young man, and my dad, he provided us a really good life. But, uh. You know, in providing that really good life, you know, he worked in construction all his life. There's there's times that he wasn't busy. Right. I remember going to, to Pettit Gene. There used to be a fun flight, Pettit Gene that National Arkansas? Park in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember going, I was probably 10 years old, man, and uh, we took a tr- – my dad took one airplane to fly, mm-hmm. and I bet he took 10 airplanes that weren't even rigged up. They was they was built and covered, and my dad took them out there, and I – I promise you he made house payments for three months on, on selling those airplanes. Sold. Yeah. Every one of them. Every one of them. Gone. Well, even to this day, people will pay for a quality-built airplane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You, you know, yeah. you see it all the time with guys that, uh, you know, that don't have the time to build or, or don't have the, the desire. You know, they'll pay money to have a, and one of these old kit builders or scratch builders put something together for them. Right. I, I see right. it all the time. My And – and that's beyond my dad. It always has beyond my dad. He's never wanted to build for hire. Mm-hmm. I, I know he has a few times, but uh, he's he's never wanted to build for hire. So, well, but you're you, speaking of quality built airplanes on our on our Facebook page. Yo, that green D seven. I hadn't flown it in over a year, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you saw the the video that Larry posted of that airplane taking off and going straight up. That was the first time I'd flown that airplane in over a year. Wow. It, not even a second thought in it. So, Yo, warmed yeah. it up and went flying. So here's a question I got for uh, a builder. What's your glue of choice and uh, why? Bob Smith Industries only. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, you know, I think we've used Zap a few times, but, uh, you know, you just kind of get used to the bottom. Uh, in this area, Bob, Bob Smith's Smith been the – Absolutely. That's, that's the readily available stuff. Yeah, uh, Bob Smith. Uh, you kind of get used to the bottle. How it, how it flows. The zap are real hard. They're yeah. stiff. You can't really get a good. It's, so it's funny you say that because I actually ran into that not that long ago. And uh, so, unfortunately, a while back, we lost our hobby shop down in Duncan. And uh, they we were selling out. So I bought some Zap Thin CA and a bunch of uh, the thin t- uh, little tips, little the applicator tips. tips. Uh-huh. 
and I got used to that bottle. I mean, I used it forever because thin goes a long way. You know, if you're not kit building, thin CA goes a long way. I see where you're going with this. So I got used to it, you know, and then I go buy some Bob Smith, which in every other glue, the medium CA, the epoxies, uh, the canopy glues, a lot of other stuff. In fact, Bob Smith makes a really good EPP, EPO glue. Um, so I've utilized Bob Smith in a lot of things. I bought some thin CA and I was it making went everywhere. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was getting so frustrated. A bunch so, of hard balsa wood. Didn't yeah. You? So then I was like, I gotta get some more zap thin. I can't work with this Bob's this BSI, you know. But but I love BSI. Uh, like I said, I've used it a bunch. If I could figure out a, a good way to put the tips onto the thin, I think I'd be happy. Right. I've never um, had a problem getting the the. Uh, you talking about the little needle? Yeah, the the one I had, whatever, for whatever reason, they kept coming off. Really? And then uh, the other thing too was, uh, you know, while you're working on stuff, I'd just set the bottle down, and and with the the zap or even the the medium, most time it'll run back down the tip, and you don't clog the tip up. And I'm really adamant about wiping the tips off before I put the caps on, mm-hmm. so that I don't glue the caps on. You put the caps on. <laughs> I try to, you know, because it may I may go a, a week or two, you know, and not get to work on anything. So, but I'm, I'm pretty adamant about it because anybody that's had BSI and let the bottles lay on their side or whatever, yeah, they glue the tips on. Well, yeah. what I always do is I use it. I'll set it up and give it a little. <laughs> You know, right. push some air through it, set yeah. it straight up. So what I kept running into was the tips would uh, it would hold a little bit of glue right at the base of the the tip and right on the where the the what do you call it the, the needle tip or whatever wherever mm-hmm. that attachment is it would hold a little bit of glue there and it was stopping the tips up and I was getting frustrated really? with it yeah so maybe I just need to get some more of the little uh, extensions well, and here's the deal the extensions I use I, I believe come from Bob Smith and they're they're almost uh, stretchy. Like when you, you push you guys them on are talking there. talking about extensions, man. I'm cutting the bottle off as I go, you yeah. know. <laughs> I mean. By the time he gets done, he's got a 16th inch hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about the tip at this point. I'm worried about how I'm going to get my hand off of whatever I just grabbed yeah. because that yeah. shit just went everywhere. So yeah. I keep I keep debonder for that reason, right? Yeah. I, I have. I mean, is this is quit this, knocking this, on the damn table, is man? This thing wood? Is this thing wood, man? I, don't I need, know. I need yeah. some wood to knock on here. The floor is wood. Yeah. I ain't never. Crawl your ass down there on the floor and knock on I, it. I ain't never glued my hand to an airplane. I've glued my fingers I've glued together. my hand to my face. Yeah. <laughs> I glued myself well. to myself. <laughs> so it was a it was a bottle of thinner where it had clogged up. And I, you know, I couldn't get this. So you know, you take a needle or whatever and make mm-hmm. you a little. And that's I, what a T pin's for. Well, I, I stuck a T pin in it, and I don't know somehow that hit. Well, I'm squeezing it. Well, when it came, it gave. It went out the sides and went straight into my eye. Oh man! Well, what do you do when something goes in your eye? First thing you do is you grab your eye. Well, that's how my hand got glued to my <laughs> eye. <laughs> Luckily, though, you know, there's enough oil and crap on my face that I got it worked up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, glued my hand straight to my face. Well, I'd have loved to have seen it. This has been 15 years ago or more. Well, I was yeah. a little late. Of course, of course, as per our conversation earlier, man, y'all was in the same birthing spot at the exact same exactly. time. No, no idea. Well, I'm yep. sure. Yeah. What time was your boy born? Barn, Dude, man, you're putting me on the spot here. I can't remember that. Man, it was honestly, I think it was like uh, about 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, my boy was two in the afternoon. Two in the afternoon. Yeah, so we're See, right there. We were there. And it's not a big place. There's maybe no, 10 no. rooms. Yeah. So yeah, is this you two or your kids? I'm no, confused. Well, kids. me and him. 
Oh, I have wow. two boys that'll be 18 on the 4th. Oh, wow. Born yeah. in the same hospital. Same hospital, 18, same time. Well, had no idea. 16 years before we met each other or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. That's funny. Same day. It is. Same time. Yeah. Pretty close. So within, speak, within a few hours, it sounds right. like. Speaking of liking stuff, we were having this conversation earlier, Larry. Tell me about Red Line and your weed eater. Oh, man. So, <laughs> I never had any luck with gas. I've dead, you know, the few deaths, and I just, I've got this anxiety built up. I just, I, I'm. Uh, He's I, I going electric. electric. No, I'm not going electric. Yeah. I was electric. You you went electric. I went electric. Not going. I went electric in probably about 04. Whatever. But still, and tell me I about this oil. I started to do the gas thing with these guys, and eh, I'm going back electric. So, <laughs> I've got this gas mixed up because I had a 50cc uh, extra Arrowworks Edge. So I got this gas left over. Well, I got lawn equipment. So I'm like, I'm no better way to use it than to put it in my weed eater, my blower. Man, that red line smells so good. <laughs> it, yeah. And so when I'm, you know, you know that nostalgia, you know, you smell. I'm doing the yard, man. I, I feel like I'm at the flying field smelling yeah. something running. So, having a good old time. Having a good so old time. Funny right? story, uh about that, I've noticed exactly what you're talking about because uh, a lot of times in my weed eater, I don't always use. There was a, there was a time I didn't always use the same fuel for airplanes or weed eaters. I had different, but but they were close enough to the same mixture. I'd run out of weed eater gas and I'd just go out to the airplane trailer right. and grab the gas can, throw a little bit in there, and within about five minutes, you start making you smell the difference because you you can you can you, you know different now, oils have a different odor to them for sure, and. Uh, so I've, I've noticed it before, you know, and, and here a few months ago, um, we had a guy come down and visit us. He's actually from up here in Oklahoma City, and uh, I'd never met him before, but he's a friend of a friend, great guy. Uh, his name's Jesse, in fact. And anyway, Jesse comes down, and he's just he's loving the Mamba 70, which most everybody that sees a Mamba 70 loves it. It's a beautiful airplane, and it flies so well. So I'm out just hovering it down low, and – and he comes up to me while I'm hovering it. And he he's right behind me. He said, "Hey, I just want to tell you, your red line smells like Gucci. Smells better than Gucci." <laughs> <laughs> so the, so that's the ongoing joke at our field is it's better than better Gucci. Than Gucci. Yeah. Then I notice uh, you're wearing a red line hat. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I uh, I've been on Team Red Line for a couple of years now. That's that's where that's come from. Uh, again, congratulations on that because you no, thank you. you. You've made moves out of Duncan, Oklahoma, or wherever you were two years ago that, man, uh, some of us just dream of. Well, I tell you what, man, it's uh, it's all about being at the right place at the right time. You know, anybody that says there isn't a, a sliver of luck out there is, I mean, that's just what a large part of it is. You <laughs> just got to be at the luck. right place at the right time, and, and – uh, you just never know. I mean, you got to keep your eyes open, keep your uh, keep your ears open more so than your eyes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and then the other thing too is, uh, you know, I tell people just be just be friendly. Don't be afraid to go out and introduce yourself because right. you don't know what doors that may open. Right. You know, I mean, that's how the flex deal and, and the the red line. The red line's even kind of a uh, the way I went about that one. Uh, so with my event that's coming up here in two weeks, that's uh, I think year five for the summer of fun fly event and a couple years back you know i'm thinking about hey we need some sponsors so i'm just brainstorming and i'm thinking hey i've been using redline for a while they sponsor events i see them on race cars i see them on dirt bikes surely they'll sponsor this right you know and, and i've had steel uh like as in uh, the steel chainsaws i've seen them sponsor a few events mine included 
So I'm thinking, hey, let me just Google that phone number and just give them right. a call and see what they say. Just a cold call. Yeah. Look what so, it turned into. Huh? Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I call them up and I'm saying, hey, you know, looking for a sponsorship and this and that. And she's t- this lady I'm talking to, she says, hey, well, you got to go on and fill out an application. I'm like, oh, man. Application, applications, you know, like months away. My event's in two months. You know, the application's six months. It's like, well, I guess I'll have to wait till next year. And before I got off the phone, I said, hey, just to be clear, I'm not talking about for me. I'm talking about for an event. Event, right. And the tone changed immediately. Like, oh, okay, great. You know, and then they start talking like to me. Like some raffle prizes. Yeah, you, you know, know, so like, yeah, we can work with you. And, you know, and, and it just kind of turned into, you know, a few conversations here and there. And, and they told me, hey, go fill out an application. So so I did. When the applications come up, I filled one out. And, and I got chosen, you know, luckily. So that's how, you know, you just never know how things like that will pan out. Uh, you know, you never know where you'll be and, and well, somebody recognize you and say, hey, would you like to do this? Right. That, that, that's super cool. And, and I know that, uh, I know that Redline and I know that, uh, uh, it was before Flex, you, you were on with Flex, but I know Redline sent us a nice package at the Thunder, you know, and we sure appreciated that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was pretty cool to be able to do that. And, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, raffle prizes, Oh yeah. So uh Raffle Prize. We were talking earlier. Last Fun Fly I went to they had a out of production Arrowworks uh, this guy Edge right five forty. Mm-hmm. The the little sixty size. Okay. Little. Somebody donated it for the raffle and as soon as it was posted I said, That's mine. And I went to that raffle and I bought me a length of tickets. Before that raffle, let me let me help you out with right. This a well, before bit. the raffle, I said that one's mine. Yeah, it's it said, hey, that's mine. It's, it's on the Facebook happen. page. Yeah. Well, I went there. I bought my and I'll be damned. My span of tickets right in the middle. Boom! I won it. Well, I'm going on the record right now to tell you that uh, Skywing, <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> I just want a hundred cc one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Absolutely, 100 cc Skywing. Skywing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The GP uh, GP 123 DA 120. Hold on here. I thought we were anti GP. No, I, I thought Ooh. I thought Ooh. anti nothing. Well, like do you GP. have a do you have a preference? No, no, I'm I'm a GP guy and, I, and a so, DA. I, I, I promise you right now, these, this guy here is not anti GP after okay. what we saw at, at Joe Nall last. Well, time. let me let me back up and tell the story here because. So, uh, my first time meeting Clint, a uh, mutual friend of ours, he, you know, and, and that, that's uh, an interesting whoa, 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 conversation whoa. in itself there. I already there. know where this is going. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I show <laughs> up that. to, I show up to Baxter and I got my all big I pilot. Say is, with uh, that's it's the first got time a I saw 30. you. That's got, a, I got my 123 on it, you know, and, and, uh, I'm out flying it. And, and evidently this was before last year's Joe Nall. Uh, no. it was after. No, it, we, we literally met over the winter. Yeah, no, he it, it was co- in the summer last year. Was it was it? after Joe Nall. After though. Joe Nall? It was okay. after Joe Nall. Clay and another gentleman from Duncan. So I'm, I'm, jumping, I'm jumping ahead. So, anyways, you show up with your. Yeah, your, yeah. Uh, I show GP up out to Baxter. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of Baxter and I'm flying my big pilot. And, and, uh, huh. it, it's doing fine. You know, the old 123 has always been a good engine for me. And, uh, and Will, he's like, hey, th- that's a GP. And somebody starts shaking their head or something. And I thought it was Clint. No, it may sir. have been someone else. I, 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 it wasn't we me. Fell I love, you. We fell in love with the GPs I'm, of Joe I'm a, I, That'll be the next one that in in uh, our pile or my pile. 
Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, remember who it GP. was, if it was Jace or who it was that was – no, it wasn't Jace. Wasn't he flies Jace, DA. He flies DA. He's one of those other kids yeah. that night came uh, through with that that GP-123 on, on the pipe doing a knife edge and just complete so, 90-degree turn, and that thing didn't – it didn't wasn't burble, a, didn't nothing. It nothing. turned the corner and kept going. It kept wasn't a, was it Tom Edgecombe by chance? Uh, uh, he was he was demonstrating the sky wings. Well, was Tom, it sky wing? Well, Tom was flying a sky wing a with a Jeep. Yeah, the Tom was flying one of those. He was flying Super Tims actually. Uh, it um, was a green and white one. I can tell you. Yeah, that. that's Tom. Okay, so it was it, that yeah. gentleman. I guarantee you, he come through. At a hundred and twenty. Oh yeah, he was on it. He come through from right to left, and he got to about center stage and went. No, and he went got the other direction. Well, I had had a few <laughs> and never beverages, a bit. but I was standing there, and he got directly in front of me, and it went, bam, yeah. so violently that I lost my balance for a minute. Well, let me let me back up. Time. I won't say with absolute certainty it was Tom, but uh, so Tom, he's a he's a younger guy. Um, anyway, he's from England. And uh, he come over here, and he was flying one of uh, Tim Hanstein's airplanes. And I'm, I'm relatively certain that it was green and white. But I know it was a GP because uh, Tom is sponsored by GP. And then him and his mother, they own, uh, I believe it's uh, Black Raven Hobbies, something to that nature, in the U.K. And they are the importer for Skywing in the U.K. So that's one of Tom's sponsors. And then I actually met him because – he, Tom, and I were the two redline guys at the event, so we d- we took a few pictures together, and I got t- to talk to them. It's really interesting that we're American English and they're English English, right? So we get to talking <laughs> about the different English. <laughs> yeah, we get to talking about the differences in language and and what we call roads, and it's amazing. Right, so right. if you ever get an exp- a, a chance to talk to them, just talk to them. It's well, it's quite fun. We got it. We got a friend out the fly field, Stewart. That, uh, Man, what a guy! He uh, he he's a hot rod guy. He uh, he had a uh, what was that ZL1 Camaro? Oh yeah, bad boy. Well, he traded that in. Now he's got the new. He's Steam got a gray. new C8 vet. Yeah, oh. but he was talking about uh, zero to sixty times, and he, he was like, <laughs> it, it, "It does not to 60. <laughs> no. not Man, yeah. trying to yeah. trying to yeah. keep up with. Not I was to like, 60. "That's neat as shit." And then he was talking about the tires, the performances, telling how brilliant they were. And I was uh, like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know this isn't a car podcast, but sure it is. But there's a guy out there. It's, uh, a, it's, a, it's scrap a scrap pile, pile so man. You never know what you're so, going to get. So. You, you, we talk about friends that we meet flying. A friend of mine that I met through flying events and what have you uh, from down in Fort Worth area, he has one of the ZL1s with yeah. the one LE package on it. Yeah. And this, this it, it's just phenomenal. Boy. I thought I rode in fast cars before, but, man, he took me for a ride in this thing, and it's zero to 60, and then 60 to zero, that's what makes yeah. it even more impressive. Yeah. Is it'll slow it down. It'll stop on a dime. Yes. Right. It was uh, that that car is packed with so much technology; it's just unreal. Well, that's I, what it, it's what it took for him to get that C eight, and and he ordered that what? Oh man, back man, it was for it was it was eight nine months. He only had his uh, ZL one for Z. yeah, yeah. <laughs> ZL one. Yeah. Yeah, man, he only had that thing for uh, I think he had it for six months, and then they were talking about releasing the Corvette. He traded. He went in. and traded it in for the down. To get well, on the list that, to get a the ZL1 and the tires and, were bald and well, yeah. some money and a large and, and, sum of money. So Absolutely. the C8 is the the mid engine. The mid engine. That, that's the yes. new one. That's okay. the most exotic thing. And it's the only thing. one I know about running around in Oklahoma City right now. Yeah, that's likely right. so. 
and yeah. he'll he drives it. He'll bring it out to the gravel flat. Well, maybe not. The, uh, maybe, maybe. Man, I think that's his daily for real. Nah, nah he's, he's got, got that, that white truck. pickup. But that no, truck, I think just... he is driving it daily. Oh yeah, yeah. that guy don't that, care, man. That's awesome. That's, guys, what, that's what happens when you're an engineer, man. I uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> guys, how do you feel about a break room? Man, sounds good. We'll be right back, good guys. So, welcome back, Clay Ricks. Thank you, guys. We're sure glad to have you tonight. I'm thankful that you guys invited me up. Absolutely, having, man. Having, we having a great time. The only time, I'm sure. Absolutely no. not, uh, man. They, um, you guys are a hoot. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Good, man. That's uh, that's what we're after is having a lot of fun here and doing what we're doing and trying to move forward with this. We definitely appreciate you putting up with us being a little bit of an idiot. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, we're kind of like, off topic and, uh, uh, you know, trying to get through it. Yeah, uh, we don't always stay on topic, but that's part of the fun of the scrap pile. Well, like a conversation I – I told Casey during our break that uh, I was really, really glad you guys reached out to me because whenever I first heard about this, I was really anxious and, and eager to get on here anyway because, you know, I love RC. I yeah. love talking about it. I'm pumped about that. You know, and when I was reaching out, I was like, man, I'm, <laughs> so, you know, I got no idea. I'm just going to do it. You know, it's kind of like what you're talking about, right place at right time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that the worst thing you're going to hear is no, might as well ask. Absolutely. Know? So that's, that's where I went with that. Well, and touching on he loves RC. Something we haven't touched on is uh, your AMA affiliation. Uh, well, yeah. So I am the AVP for Oklahoma, and uh, that's man, you got a whole list of badass credentials. Yeah, I'm just telling you, <laughs> superstar. Like right? I said, man, uh, right. I don't. I you know honestly, I don't see it that way. You know, I I still I have You're I have my guys. Love. I'm just doing what I love, and you know, and I got the guys that I look up to that I'm like, man, these are the these are the greats. You know, these are the so, legends, hey, and these. While are the, you're on that, why don't you give us two or three? Uh, I'm gonna say Jace. I mean, he's a young guy, but he's got a good that personality. Dude's a stud, and dude. he's got the right attitude. Isn't he? Yeah, I mean that dude. You know, to me, he's awesome. You know, and then, and then uh, we talked about Kike for a little bit, but Kike, that that guy, you know, he's he's um, he's amazing. You know, and then, um, man, just there's, that there's guy's just heart and soul in in doing what he's doing, starting a company, and yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that that I look at and I think. Man, this guy really knows what he's talking about, you know, and and uh, just having a good time, you know. There, I don't want to get too far into it, but yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of guys out there, guys, right? A whole yeah. list of guys, yeah. And back to Jace, dude. Not only is Jace an awesome guy, his his mom and dad. Oh, they're stand up. They're oh man, man, man. We had um, a drink with them. We uh, talked to them. They they they're just regular, they're regular old day people, people man you know oh, oh john regular he's parents a, of a superstar absolutely right? <laughs> oh john he's a he's a quite a quite a builder and quite a nice guy i mean just look at what the guy has done with himself you know he, right. he's amazing so absolutely so back on the ama thing uh question so, a lot of people at our field man has. it's it's an elephant in the room <sighs> elephant well in the room. It, ah Lots of speculations. I've heard. I've heard the skies falling. I've heard people freaking oh, out. Yeah. Time to sell all your RC stuff because nah. you ain't gonna be able to use it. No, nah, man. I think you guys are good. It's all my fault because I fly drones. <laughs> well, it's, it is your fault. I know it. It's all <laughs> Absolutely. my fault. Absolutely. No, I do feel that that's what's driven it. But well, no, uh, it's uneducated people flying drones that have driven it. Here's yeah. the deal with society. There's a if, if you, it's it's kind of like these. Uh, uh, I don't know if they call them designer drugs or these gas station drugs like that, that synthetic marijuana stuff. 
people feel that it's okay and it's safe to purchase because it's legal to purchase. Well, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, these manufacturers have made something that, you know, you can put it in anybody's hands. Like he was talking about, you know, uh, was talking about is, is, you know, his eight-year-old daughter. I, no problem. I don't one feel that the, the Mavic box. is the problem. I feel the problem is the, the, common the $59 drone that you can go to Best Buy and purchase. Right. That has. That's the problem. Has the, the range of 2.4 gig that. Uh, well, right. I, I'm, I'm going to hit on a couple of things. And, and I think Clint brought it up and it's the uneducated. So. A lot of people go out and they buy these things for Christmas, and I'll say it: they go buy it for their kids. Exactly, and they don't have they have themselves no idea of what this hobby is about. They have no idea what actually happened with these things. If if, you know, exactly, danger. The I mean, it's all bad if you Mm -hmm. have no clue what you're doing. It's yeah, it's not people are dumb; it's people are uneducated. Uneducated, Right, right, And, and the thing about it is, is they are so easy to operate, and it doesn't require, you know, go fast back up to when you guys got started in the hobby. Whenever I really got in the hobby, things were starting to evolve. They didn't have the safe technology, um, but, you know, simulators were readily available. People had simulators. Uh, electric foamies were super easy to fly, so people were buying those and learning to fly. But back up a little bit, you know, just go back 15, 20 years ago. If you wanted to fly a model airplane, anything RC in the air, you had to have some help. You, it, it was not right. really a hobby that you could just go out and figure this well, out on it, your own. Technologies came along. You couldn't. You couldn't go get a. You couldn't go to a swap meet and buy a, enough stuff for sixty bucks Absolutely to get yourself in the could. air. A swap meet, sure you could. A, a, a plane motor, a field Absolutely. equipment, everything. Absolutely, yeah, you'd have you're, to be a real I, I, you're wrong on deal that. maker, man. You're, I, you're wrong on that one. But another I'm thing we tell talked you right about now the problem. The problem with the world. Naysayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I the, still call bullshit on sixty dollars in a swap meet get you in the air. You. Uh, Come this swap meet season, we'll have a podcast. I'll take. I'll tell you what, I will too. Of my money, dude, and I'll be in the air. You're, this is this has got to include. Now, now hold on. I don't care for seventy-two no, 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 megahertz. No, 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 no. Hold on. No. We got to we got to make a deal here. We got to make some concessions. Okay, okay. Right. Let's do it. Is it going to be fly it, or is it going to be put a receiver and a battery in it and fly it? Fly it. You go to you go to Best Buy for sixty bucks and put some double A batteries. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about going to a swap I, meet. I'm talking and about buying an airplane no. for sixty dollars. You have and to calm down. And listen to me. I'm what calm. My comparison is I can go to Best Buy, buy that little molded green clear plastic drone for sixty bucks, take it to the house and fly it. He's throwing. Stuff Send over it in the air. Place. That's not my problem. Clint's I'm going. I'm going to a swap meet. <laughs> This guy. Dude, now, hey, let me remind wait, you. Wait, hey, wait, 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 wait. Nah, no, hold remi- on. No, no, re- nah. let me remind you of a swap meet. Me and you and Larry were at a swap meet, and I believe I walked out of there with an airframe that flew for $65. Right. It yeah. flew with let's, what? A battery and a radio. Let's back Did up. Did have a receiver in and, and I'm going to. Well, I had to put a receiver in. Let's back up. I'm going to have to side with Larry a little bit on this one. Yeah. I'm and, talking and, about and, and, and the reason I'm going to say this is because. you get a radio, you get the battery, you get the, the quad, everything for 60 bucks. He right. said it right there. All right. Yes, I could go. I've been to swap meets and bought airplanes for less than 60 bucks. flip a switch on and. 
Yeah, you can get an airframe with a motor, maybe, maybe some old servos. But what about you're a battery charger, have, a transmitter? Everything comes yeah. in that box. Yeah. Probably including the four, eight, well, 2.4 gig, uh, four AA batteries. It all comes in that box. Yeah. But we're That's really. My point. I'm telling you. <laughs> and how many people, what I'm saying is everybody goes to Best Buy. Not everybody's going to swap meets. So that's their bad. <laughs> I'm a, I'll I'm still gonna, take you I'll, up on the challenge. I'm going to tell you right now. I'll give you the 60 that bucks. One of the most fun conversations that Clay and I have had was standing at the Shawnee Thunderbird swap meet this last year. You remember that? Yeah, January, yeah. Absolutely. It was oh, a great time. I love swap meets. I'll walk in there with 60 bucks and buy a trainer and go fly it. A I don't trainer. Care. Absolutely. With What's wrong with a trainer? No, you we've can, talked about you this. You can buy a power glider for all I care. I'm telling you, I don't think you can do it for sixty bucks. Right, sixty bucks, bet. No trans, no, using oh, nothing no, you no, have. No, no. All I'm gonna do is put my put my receiver, no, my battery, no, but no. and my transmitter. You're That's missing all I'm the point. Do. You're missing the no, point. No, no, no. I'm not missing the point because I'm not using somebody else. At least Clay's shit. on my side. Yeah. He, you're missing the point. No, 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 I'm not missing the point. You it's are. A, it's a, no. It's a sixty dollar. It's a sixty dollar ready to fly setup. Yeah, all I got to do is put a receiver no, in it. No, 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 no you're no. missing the point. Everything. I don't have Spectrum. I don't want Spectrum. No, it doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm going to have to put something of mine in it. It don't matter if it's Spectrum or not. You got to try to go get a deal at a swap meet where you get the radio, you get the battery, you get the charger. Everything you, get everything. you would get in a box. See, y'all are putting all these limitations on it. That's all not I a want, limitation. No yeah, limitation. it is. All it's I want to do is put a receiver in it. Nope, because I can go to Best Buy. I can get everything in one box. That's Everything. not my problem. That's the problem with the hobby this, today. No, this, that's, this is the point you're right. we're trying to make. That's, that's the that, problem with the hobby today. You're Again, right. That's you're what's going got us to here. Best Buy. You're supporting a great big chain. Well, I want to go to a swap meet and because buy you're a hobby a guy. Trainer. You're the hobby guy. We're yeah. talking about, and fly. We're talking about the thing that has 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 uh, not ruined ruined the hobby, but has brought this uh, negative it. attention. They're not hobby people. They're going to to the uh, middle uh, of the again, mall. They're going to damn. Crossroad, not cro- uh, what's the right, I don't square. go to Pin Pin Square, Square whatever. Mall, and there's a guy sitting there selling drones. Yeah, straight Again, from China. That is the public's mistake for right. buying that airplane or, or quad or whatever uh, it may be. But hold, but hold on. And not Agreed. being educated. I was going to say, let's back up. It's not that their hearts are in the wrong place or anything. It's just they simply don't know any different. They and feel that's where that it's I was, an okay thing because. Well, there's no stupid. Y'all don't have to fill out anything. I don't have to be approved. If I got a hundred dollar bill, yeah, I can get this camera drone from the middle of Penn Square Mall. And that, I'm not, and that's doing where I was. Well, we know that's, you're not the problem. But what we're going, you're at, not either. You're not gonna go do it. <laughs> he's, he's totally he's, missed yeah, the point, he's, he's man. The point. I just want to bang myself in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Promise? <laughs> I want to watch. So, oh man, I, I you're think, totally missing the point. I think no, Larry and I. Larry and I are, we're, we're talking about the same thing and right. and where and I was I was talking about it briefly but a few years ago 20 years ago however long you want to go back you had to go to if you wanted to fly model airplanes you had to go to a field you had to have somebody help you learn how to fly it you right. had to have somebody help you put the thing together right it's what what Clint is saying like it, it was like you had to build something you had well, to you know you no know, maybe so what do you mean maybe okay let yeah. me go back to so I was you, I, I, I'm all good with the flight test. Man, I'm I all almost, good with the electric stuff. I almost feel that I could. Nah, we won't go there. Yeah, yeah let's go there. <laughs> I almost feel that I could uh, 
No, nah, we won't go there. We'll Let's go there. Go right there. Now. Come on. We're gonna we'll cut the no. Hey Larry, we're gonna save that one for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, that's hey, wh- by the way, Larry, I love you. Oh, you ain't got me riled up at all, man. Oh, okay. But that's just how the that's how the environment has changed. It's not really I'm not gonna say it's a bad thing. I'm not gonna say it's a good thing. It's just different. And, oh, and that's how people's gotta look at it. It's just different. You right. know? And it's one of those things that, you know, people are, have been exposed to a lot of drone photography, drone stuff. They see it all the time. And when it, you can it, go into a store and pick it up for 60 bucks, hell yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of what got me You're into well, this hobby. Up. No, you are no. messed up. <laughs> Let's get no, it together, guys. We're going to finish no, this show. Seriously, man. what I'm saying is, and I think that's where this whole drive is gone, came with with uh, the, the – the, what, what is it? What's the actual technical – the, the ID, the uh, remote ID is remote that what ID, yeah, right, remote ID. So, remote I think that's what's driven it more than anything is is the 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 you tell know, me I'm the wrong ready here. ready quads and stuff. Yeah, tell me I'm wrong. I I believe wrong. it was a uh, I believe it's a multitude of things actually, ah. and one of those things is naysayer. Uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 10 years was the first time I started seeing YouTube videos of long-range FPV. People were going so, which way is beyond. super cool, in my opinion. If it's done right, right. But people were going well beyond visual range, and so that was becoming popular. And it just it, it just continued to grow. And then people started doing it dangerously because they didn't know any better, and they started getting into uh, – Patterns at right. air at airports. They're flying in the path of airplanes and things like that. Which because, is all bad. Which is all bad. But they didn't know it was bad. A lot of no, people didn't know right. it was bad. Because they're not involved in the hobby aspect that we are. Or they're not involved in full scale. They're, they're not AMA guys. They're, they're, uh, this or, is where I have a problem. What in even a normal person, I'm not talking about in the hobby, I'm not talking about somebody who flies recreationally for profit with a 107, whatever. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a normal person with a normal 12-year-old kid going up to Best Buy or whomever, Walmart, whatever, wherever you you can buy a drone. Mm -hmm. What makes it okay in those folks' minds? To go fly ignorance. in these—it's a lack of common. It's, it's, it's a lack dude. of common. It's uneducated. It's, it's, un- it's just being uneducated. Like I said, it's uh, people. I, people get in their head that I, if I, I can go to a store and buy it legally, with—it's not I, like I, a gun. I, you got to—you got to be approved to buy a gun. You well, can go you buy should the, be approved. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I mean, I—I I, I guess I am at a personal loss. On what makes it okay in somebody's mind to go fly this drone. And I'm not calling a quadcopter a drone or a racing quadcopter a drone or anything like that. I'm not saying We're talking that. about the, the... I'm talking about the average Joe right. going to Walmart or Best Buy or whatever and buying a... Buying a drone, uh, a quadcopter, air hogs, whatever, air whatever hogs, brand, right, air yeah. hogs, DJI. I'm not trying to call nobody I out. Here. I would say I would I would you eliminate know, the DJI guys with DJIs. They they've invested they some money. Right, right, right. But at the end of the day, what makes it okay to put that that quadcopter drone, whatever you want to call it, what makes it okay to put it in 
the path of a full-scale airplane carrying human beings. I think it's probably it's, they're not thinking. Right. How do you not you think know? about that? Well, no. I, I guess that's my bad. Okay, so here, here, here. Let me let me ask you this: What's the first question? I say a group of three questions you get from somebody totally oblivious to RC. How far? How, how much, fast? How, how much far, does it how cost? Fast and how high? How high? Right. How high can you that. fly it? That's Absolutely. that's the mentality of people that aren't educated. They don't know. They don't. Know. And that's fine. I, I'll be more than happy to answer those questions. Right. Every day, every time. Right. I, it doesn't. I'll answer those questions. I'll talk to anybody. But the reality of it is, is. That's the group of people that has... Uh, it's a lack of to knowledge. Me, I, I beg to differ. Lack of knowledge. I beg to differ wholeheartedly. What do you think has brought this on? Then? Because those people are at a flying field. They're at a sanctioned AMA flying field asking That they've questions. stumbled across. Right. Nine times out of ten. I, I, and I get that. I didn't even know this place was here. Right. I, I get, get that. that all the time. You know. But, you know, those people are asking questions that I want to answer. The people I want to talk to are the people who are not showing up. Right. That's the people I want to reach out to and be like, hey, well, don't do this. It, it, Please send your questions, comments, and concerns right, to right. gmail.com. Yeah, um, we'll address uh, this. We'll get Clint right on right. it. Right. <laughs> you know, this is really open a can of worms, evidently. Why, why has Clint got to get right Boy, on it? Well, you're up. pretty heated. He got fired. Yeah. Which well, means, I mean, I mean I, hey, I, hey, all right. All right, we're good. But, I mean, here, here's, the, here's the fact. Um, nothing has brought more attention and more people into this hobby than than the, the technology of drones. So here's you, my you know question. what I'm saying. It's, do you it's think definitely there'll a be ever? Topic. Do you think there'll ever be a government regulation on on that aspect? I'm not sure. You know, at, I mean? at this point, it's it's really hard to say. But to back up, kind of where we got before we got off on this tangent <laughs> before Clint threw a so, fit. What do you mean? I didn't throw a fit. One one aspect that Radio I think you get the edit. playback. Radio, <laughs> I, I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this because I'm far from it. But one thing to be considered of is in the full scale aviation world, there's a push for the ADSB or ADSB, which is just uh, basically where they broadcast out a signal to uh, to other aircraft for avoidance. So a warning, so, a so, warning like something's in your so area vicinity like i said i'm not an expert on it and some of the listeners are probably going to correct me and and completely shoot down what i'm about to say but it's my understanding that we want feedback positive or negative it's my it's my understanding that in the full scale aircraft uh the more advanced ones let's say that such as passenger aircraft the airline companies they have technology in the aircraft Hey, that look, when that aircraft when that aircraft is in autopilot when it incur when they are coming into a, a potential collision with like another an incursion, aircraft incursion path or whatever yeah if they're on a path of collision the equipment automatically detects that and they divert the aircraft so one will so go almost up an one, autopilot type right so one will climb and one will descend or whatever they find a way to avoid the collision and part of that comes from this uh, the signal that they broadcast type thing huh? right okay. and so um, it's my understanding that the adsb is part of that it's so that those passenger aircraft that are equipped with that equipment can detect that small 172 that's out buzzing around at 3500 foot and they can avoid them okay and so there's a push it's it's my understanding that all the full-scale aircraft with only a few exceptions 
have to, are mandated to be equipped with ADSB by a certain time period. Well, now, and then the other thing, the, the other elephant in the room is, of course, Amazon. I mean, a lot of people like you Amazon. Me, elephant in the room. Well, it's the drone delivery. And the drone deliveries, they want some of this airspace as well. Right. You know, so. But I think they could, I think they could operate in the zero to 500 foot range almost. Well, and that's where the FAA wants us to operate. 400 feet ceiling. But. In that, 400 but foot no, ceiling. No, no, huh? hold on. Here's where my problem lies. If we're standing on the ground, can you look up and tell me where 400 feet is? There's not a person in the world that can tell you that. In, up into the air? Yeah, no, you can't. No. But that's that's where it, it's just a lot of people that don't. Even the, the people writing the rules here, I just don't know that they fully understand what our hobby entails. Well, in the, in the, 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 they the, don't. The fear that we have is our uh, flying field is, is in direct path of an Air Force base. Oh, yeah. You see E3s at Charles Place all the time. I'm talking close up and personal. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 I, I mean, they look a lot closer than they are. I mean, they're probably, well, hey, you're talking about you a big get airplane. A lot closer than most. Yeah. I mean, they're still probably 1,500, 2,000 feet. And we, we don't, you know, hey, if it's there, everybody brings yeah. it down. But I, I think that's going to bring bad, uh, bad juju. Bad ju- Well, just bad, uh, publicity to us because, but, hey, but we're my, also hey, we're in contact. I mean, there's days they, problem, they, they tell us no flying these days because this is what's going on at mm-hmm. the Air Force Base. Uh, well, I, when I actually started flying because it was at an Air Force Base, I knew that, hey, I need to call the tower, and this is what I'm doing and letting you know. You actually called ahead. the tower when you first started? I actually started? called, and they were like, hey, man. We, we, know, we got you. We, we know, know it's there. there. It's, it's good. We it's, got people watching you. Hey. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, hey, no need to call. You show up out there. You fly. You're well, fine. I could see. I could the deal and, I'm getting at is if I, they. I yeah. have personally called. The tower? The tower out at well, that's the what Air he Force said. Base he, locally. Yeah. And they said, "There's no need to call. We know you're we know there. You're there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's we wh- know you're there. There's no need to call. So, and they're only they only come directly over, depending on the winds. I mean, it's not constant, but, but here's you know, if they're in a right hand pattern, they're coming yeah, over. Let's let's also address this too, though. And traditionally speaking, flying model airplanes, model helicopters, gliders, all of those things. You had to be at a, a, an open space, a field, and typically speaking, not always, but typically speaking, people flew at clubs. And if you're a full-scale pilot and you're familiar with the area that you're at, you typically have an idea like, hey, those guys fly over there. Right. You know, I, I'll give you an example. At my field in Duncan, I'm also friends with a local crop duster that flies out of Paul's Valley. And well, he, he told me, he said, yeah, y'all have a really nice place over there. He's like, I've been by there several times. <laughs> And, and but, probably and probably give y'all a show while he's at it. Yeah, you know, but Donnie, he, he knows about it. He right. knows not to get down into that area. And and likewise, we know if we see an ag airplane come by, we need to avoid that guy. Right, right. Because he may not see us. Well, he's got a lot going right on. Right away. Well, isn't right. Lindsay? Full scale. Isn't Lindsay, uh, isn't it at the airport? Absolutely. Yeah. There are, their flight field is at the airport, Lindsay, so I mean. Yeah, I think it's a no tower. I don't think there's a tower there. Yeah, there's not a tower, but I promise you, if there's somebody flying remote controlled, there's radio on the ground. Oh yeah. Oh, is there? Okay. Absolutely. Oh yeah. They okay. they have the the handhelds, like a like scanner that. type. You're right. Exactly. But 
the thing about it is clay is people knew about these places and they knew the full scale guys knew just like you said you guys called to to the air force base and they said hey we know you guys are there right okay here's where the problem come from is the guy that's over there on 10th street that goes out in the front of his yard and he fires this thing up and he goes up 1600 foot right that they don't know he's there right and that's what i'm saying the The guy that went and bought you know i you know you you can buy some hell of technology for a couple hundred bucks you know which man i'll be real honest i have definitely done some questionable stuff as far as like fpv stuff goes long range stuff i've definitely done it but when I do these things, I have certain protocol in place. I'm not breaching that 400 foot. Well, and the difference is you know how you know. to fly it. A right. lot of times people go, okay, push a button, okay, fire it, and uh, boom, first flight. That's how much is gone. Right. I'm going you know to promise mean? you that I have spotted for Casey. Yo, he's had uh, goggles on, no clue what's going on around him. Right. I've spotted for him. Many right. times, oh, and yeah. we'll continue it's done to. Right. It's done well, right. That's well, that's absolutely. how it's meant to be done. Right. You know, that's the that's the AMA guidelines at this point is you're to maintain visual range, visual line of sight, and when you're doing an FPV, you need a spotter to maintain mm-hmm. that visual line of sight for Speaking you. Speaking of AMA, aren't you local AMA executive? Kinda. We hit on this a little bit. Yes, I am the We're AVP for Oklahoma. This, out. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to have to be. We ain't edited nothing. You done had no. too much Kentucky Dale. Yeah, <laughs> Boy, that's just good. Apparently. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Clay. Uh, tell us about your your, your background. Where did where did the RC? Where did the aviation? You know, we talked at the break that you know, for my for me being the age five or six, man, when I got my first uh, international airplane, international paper airplane book. Mm-hmm. I was in, dude. Man, I that bet was super cool. Dude, I bet I have folded a ream of paper worth of paper airplanes. You know, so yeah. where did uh, where did your background what come from? That? Well, as many aviation enthusiasts probably will agree, like, and we talked about this during the break. I don't recall a time in my life that I wasn't obsessed with aviation, and being where I grew up at, near farming, southeast Arkansas, a lot of farming down there. It was ag. You know, ag aviation was – those were the coolest guys around, the guys flying crop dusters down low, and I thought they were, that was just awesome. And, and then, of course, movies. I mean, as a kid, so, you know, Top Gun was king, you know, so. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, kind, of a, kind of a spiff here. Uh, we were talking about your fun fly coming up earlier, <laughs> and uh, one of the gentlemen that's going to be attending your fun fly uh, – he was a former ag pilot. Yes. You, you know Mike? Oh, yeah. Mike Mike and I are good friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike is super good people. I guarantee it. Uh, I think he's coming down Friday. To your, I'm going to show up Thursday, mm-hmm. and he's coming Friday, I believe. But uh, he's super good people, man. He's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, Mike's actually uh, part of our club now. Uh, he and I have been doing a little bit of flying together, and uh, – we worked out a deal where I'll be a member of the Baxter field and he'll be a member of the Duncan field. Absolutely. So that's, that's awesome, great. man. Mike's good people. Like yeah, he, was saying, man. He, yes. he really is. And, uh, and he'll be on eventually. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, pretty man, busy. he's he, a pretty busy guy. He's busy, but I promise you, he's probably, you know, I, I hope he's one of the next couple up. I think, yeah. I think, we're I think that can be arranged yeah. for sure. Yeah. But no, back to, uh, you know, my background in aviation is like I say, I was always, 
always loved it, always obsessed with it. Took my first plane ride. I was probably eight, nine years old. Uh, my dad got a friend, took me out in the 172, got my first plane ride. And, and then the same same friend, he owned a champ later on, took my first lesson when I was about 16. Okay. And uh, so I was always into it, you know, and went to college, went through a four-year program for aviation business and all that. Of course, didn't pan out to where I work in the aviation business. I, I work in the pipeline world, but uh, but I've always had that, that passion, you know, and, and I always had that interest and that drive. So um, about 10 years ago, things just started to kind of line up for me where I, I always had the interest in, in RC, but just never could make it happen. And about 10 years ago is when it really started kind of coming together for me and, and uh, just been way into it ever since right. i mean it's so you've just, been flying for about 10 years i've been flying rc for about Where'd 10 you start? years Did you start on the typical 40 size trainer or with the no electric man or? uh to be completely honest and you know clint's probably gonna put his his earmuffs on over here but uh, <laughs> uh park zone p51 ultra micro yeah, that was Dude, my those that thing those, wrong with that. those yeah. things fly so i've got one yeah. i've still got i've had so, one for about man I, it's probably 10 so years old again so. my my into the hobby and everybody else's into the hobby is completely different yeah so I, know, I so i i don't hold that against you man that's great so I, here's another and this is a question so uh my dad wasn't like clint's dad was into the hobby kind of you mm-hmm. know flew my dad never was i mean he was into it and he exposed me like i kind of started as a kid paper airplanes and then when i was young we used to fly uh, a free flight just stick a tissue rubber band in, mm-hmm. in the oklahoma city armory did that for years Man. Uh, control line when i was a kid was big in the in the early 80s you know it was still thriving pretty good but uh yeah i couldn't really afford rc till i was grown yeah. So was your dad? I it, mean, was it was it something you. Or is it something you and your dad did together? Or? No, my story is very similar to yours. Uh, so my dad was a catfish farmer back when that was a thing, okay. and uh, you know, catfish farming is nearly extinct now. If you grew up coming from, if you grew up in you know? Mississippi or Louisiana or Arkansas, you know what I'm talking about. But so my my granddad and my dad, they were both catfish farmers when I was a kid, and so we had a little bit of land. And uh, my dad's cousin. And he, uh, him and him, some of his buddies, they flew model airplanes. And my dad having some tractors and equipment and whatnot, he built them a field. Yeah, he built them a runway out at our farm. And so I got to be around it. But now th- I was a little kid at this right, time. Right. I'm, I'm like five years old, six years old. But I was exposed to model airplanes then. Um, That's all it takes. Somewhere so, along the, the time period of about 10 years old, dad bought my first, the first airplane I ever had actually was a Goldberg Eagle II had an ASP forty on it, <laughs> and I had a Fatabic- That's a lot of people's first airplane. Had a Fatabi Conquest and all this, you know, but <laughs> yeah. but I never learned to really fly it. Now keep in mind, this is the day and time period where simulators were like on DOS. And oh, it was like uh, yeah, who, who had yeah, that first? The very first Dave Brown. It was the Dave yeah. Brown. Yeah, Dave yeah, Brown you know, had that first one like that. Absolutely. We didn't even own a computer at home to play. You know, you had to go to the hobby shop, which the hobby shop was like an hour from our house. And so no buddy only, boxing? Was it just a pass the controller? Or did you have a buddy box cord? And we we had buddy box, but there again, you know, it just it just didn't really pan out to. And dad, he didn't fly 
but he he tried to facilitate it as well as yeah. he could you know and but uh he definitely tried and definitely helped and we just like you say we didn't really have the money to buy a lot of stuff right keep in mind today it's actually much cheaper oh, to get into the hobby absolutely. than it was in that time period absolutely and uh so we just didn't really have the money for it and so i would i tried to get into it when i was you know 10 11 years old whatever it was um and then I had some friends that flew when I was in high school. I had my friend, uh, they still fly, actually, and we still talk quite often. Are these guys in Louisiana or are they in Arkansas? Arkansas. Arkansas. So Arkansas. I actually grew up in Arkansas, but I went We're to college Arkansas in Louisiana. Uh, town of Crossit. And uh, Crossit yeah. is the southeast corner of the state uh, near Hamburg. Um, just southeast. north of So you on the other. You're closer uh, to Tennessee. No, 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 no. It's close to Mississippi and Louisiana. Oh, way down south. Way down south, okay. yeah. 15 minutes from Louisiana. So... Anyway, uh, so I, I flew with those guys a little bit, you know, when I was in high school. St- still didn't really have the money for it, you know. And also, at that age, you got other things. You know, you're learning oh, yeah. to drive. You got right. your first vehicle. You know, we had four-wheelers. so much. Yes. Yeah, girls you know, hanging out, yes. partying. Yeah. You yeah, know, just, so it's it's a tough time period. I think we've all agreed that was kind of the, the low. For, well, for me it was, you know. Yeah, yeah. me too, man. I'm saying uh, same. Same. 15 you know. through 18, well, probably 20. Yeah. Yeah, 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 at least 21. Yeah. So, yeah, and then, you know, so fast forward a few years, go to college. I'm in college. I'm in the aviation program. And uh, and it's funny. So, I, I worked at this home medical place, and uh, I delivered, uh, like, beds, oxygen. Right. Uh, equipment, home medical yeah. equipment, right? So, I got this old oxygen van, what we called it, and I'm driving this thing around, and, there was a hobby shop opened up in the town where I was working at and uh, I would just cruise over there and I'd waste like an hour or so, you know, right. and I'd just go in there and just play on the simulator. And right. I just, so the I, real I did, flight. It was real flight by that time. Right? Oh, it was real flight. Probably like, something like that. No, we're probably up to like five, okay. maybe, I don't know, whatever, about 10 years ago, you know, 11 years ago. And uh, so I was in there just playing around on the sim and, uh, then I'd look around the store, you know, and always like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could buy one. Didn't really have the money. But then I saw the Ultra Micro P51, and it was $115 with everything in the box, like we talked about a little bit yeah, ago. Battery, yeah. You know, it's a little cheesy transmitter. It works. But it worked, and it was enough. And it, I tell you what, it set the hook. And right. I, I went out to uh, a local RC track because at this time, I don't know anything about clubs said, and fields and RC. all this. You're like, oh, RC, yeah. yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah, you guys can fly around here. That's fine. So so we're out there, me and a couple of buddies that are also into it at this point. And, and then uh, we got on to uh, – so we moved from that over to the uh, foam board type airplanes, like much like what Flight Test is doing now, but Flight Test didn't exist back right. then. Right, like our, the wing, the little Delta wing stuff. and Yeah, well, our favorite was the Blue Dart. And uh, so the fan fold – uh, insulation was a big thing. The there blue, was the blue. Fo- yeah. yeah, you yeah, went down I used to you, play with that stuff a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you go down to Lowe's and you buy this bundle of a foam fan for, fold. Fan fold. That's yeah. yeah that's, yeah, that's what, what it was. was. And then we'd go online and we'd print these plans out and we'd tape the pages together, lay it on the foam and box cutter and hot glue. You know, and we're we're in business and we're buying cheapo motors and stuff. And but you know what? It, it's what got me going. It's so what let got me, me started. Let me ask you this: Do, do you miss the? I find myself really missing just the sim- – I think I had some of my best fun I, with that kind of stuff. I will say I had a load of fun 
but it wasn't because of the airplane. It was because of my friends that I was hanging out with. Yeah, okay. And I had we had so much fun, and there was it was so carefree too. You know, <laughs> That's we would what I'm saying. we so would build we would build just... these cheap things that we we're just like, you know what? If I tear it up, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna spend about three hours. I'm gonna build yeah, another it one. It cost me three bucks. That's and, it. And you know, and we would go up and we would chase each other and we would just crash these things into each other and we just had a load of fun. Oh man, yeah. man, I, but I, I, the, so, the hobby's changed for me now. What, I mean, well, the, yeah, it has. It's 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 a lot more uh, serious. But I guess uh, what so you're truly I, is. Here, here's my problem: is one of the most fun things in the world is taking somebody's. As advanced RC pilots, we help people. Right. Naturally. And uh, and if you want to know what being sponsored is about, that's it. Absolutely. You know, it, being and, sponsored uh, is not about being a great pilot. It's not about... It's about helping. Yeah, you it's know... About being, it's about doing this right here. Yep. Having a great time, talking about what you're doing, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the most fun things is taking old... Eagle 60 or, you know, Eagle 40 or uh, cadet, you know, SIG cadet, whatever. Yeah, SIG senior. And uh, Absolutely. And shooting some touch and goes. I mean, as as an advanced pilot, somebody who's flying World War I or flying 3D or flying whatever, you know, one of the most fun things is stopping, taking a step back, to flying an old rubber band, rubber Man. banded on wing, dihedral. So I've got and just doing I, tricycle gear touch and goes. I've got I, to agree with him on this, and the reason I say this is we've got a member in our club, Frank Baker. I think he's eighty this year, and uh, he never you never see this guy without a smile on his face. But he has a cadet senior. I hope he shows up. Oh, he will be there. He he'll be there Perfect. with his ticket book. <laughs> we, we, he's our safety guy. He's the ticket master. Yeah, Perfect. all right. Uh, I, there's a whole backstory to that. We we might get into it. We might not. But uh, anyway, he's he's a hoot. And uh, anyway, uh, so Frank he uh, he has a six senior, and he'll bring it out to the field just so that I can fly this thing because he loves because we it turned into a, almost a joke. This thing's got like a OS 52 four stroke on it. I don't, I mean, it just sits there and purrs like a kitten, you know, runs perfectly. Doesn't burn any fuel. No. You fly it for an hour if you wanted to. I think the receiver battery will die before this thing runs a tank of fuel through it. Right. So, I'm in. Does he so, bring a bag of number eight rubber bands with it? No, nah, he, uh, he's Did a builder, so he converted it to, uh, it's bolt on. Yeah. Yeah. He's perfect. Put, and, uh, he put ailerons on it and all this too. And, but the, the funny thing is, so we're paid runway, so we'll pull this thing up to a crack in the runway just as a measuring point, haul a full up elevator from idle to Some full throttle. kind of stuff. Yeah, no, just pull it up, just go, just slam it full throttle. This thing pops a wheelie, rides a wheelie for about six, seven foot, and then just lifts off just as nice and pretty as you can. And then we just do touch and goes with this thing. Just Beautiful. one that, after the other. And we have so much fun doing that. That's one of the things that we're talking about doing uh for the podcast here is uh i've got i've got engines out the caboo you know four stroke two stroke whatever i've got servos out the caboo uh all we need is an airframe you know for old school trainer like that not just not only for us to fly and have fun with but for the 
uh, spectator. That, the spectator. Yeah. Somebody yeah. wants to fly it. Let's go fly. Just old beater, you know, a, a scrap pile. All right. Absolutely. I got something. I got a challenge for you guys. Oh, I love challenges. All right. This Uh-oh. this is from this is non-original. This is not Clay Ricks's idea. This came from another podcast I used to listen to, and they took an airplane, and they put multiple receivers in it, and oh, yeah. Clint Do has like the ailerons. Casey's got the elevator. <laughs> Do like a five-person five-person airplane. Okay, yeah. so, so yeah. one receiver's elevator, one's ailerons, and one's rudder, and one's throttle. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. the yeah. multiple pilot Boy. challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard this is re- incredibly difficult to make work. It's kind of <laughs> like the old blind driver and the navigator race car, you know, right. where, hey, turn left. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched one. Hey, I saw one the other day that uh, they took the car and – Turn everything backwards. So when you turn left, you're actually going right. Right. That looks difficult. Well, oh. that's kind of what he's talking about. Right, man. right. Yeah. I well, mean, you I'm just in. have to be in communication, right? Uh, hey, absolutely. I'm no, I'm no uh, seer into the future, but I can hear Clint yelling, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. that's what we'll have to be in on story. Hang on. Have you heard this story? No, but what I've got to know, are we going to get into radio bashing because no. this – because I'm just going to uh, – No, no, no. So, <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Let's stop. Uh, so, you picked up on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the spectrum. I got the spectrum. Well, here's what the do you fly? Thing. Yeah, what do you fly? Uh, IX-20. You're a spectrum guy. I'm a spectrum guy. Yep. I started out with spectrum, and I've just stuck with it. Uh, with the caveat of the, the conquest I had back, you know, well, right. 25 that, years you know, ago. None of that shit was – Spectrum that. didn't no, exist. We're talking about 2.4. We're not – Talk about uh, since uh, since I've been flying, flying like really actively flying, I've been on Spectrum. Uh, went from the uh, the little game controller that came with the Ultra Micro right. to a DX5 well, and, yeah, to a DX6i to, to a DX18. And I was now Spectrum. I, I like Spectrum for my little foamies, but I got Futaba for my bigger stuff. He's Futaba and Dropner. Yeah, he's Tyrannus. Yeah, I'm the elephant in the room on that deal. Absolutely. I fly, F- I fly FR Sky. FR I, I've Sky. flown FR Sky whenever I dipped into quads for six months or whatever it was. And, it's <laughs> a dude, it's a cool, cool, cool setup. Mm-hmm. Have you ever messed with any of it? No, nah, not really, no. I, I mean, fl- it's, I've, open, I've, it's open source type stuff. But. You know, I've flown a few of them, but I've never programmed one. And the reason being was I, le- I feel like most people – stick to what they know and i learned spectrum because the people that i was flying with at the time that's what they flew so i bought spectrum and i learned it and i've stuck with it and it's always worked well for me but i I will Uh, give you that futaba is actually difficult to futaba is pretty pretty difficult i'm gonna tell you right now the only thing i will bash i will not bash spectrum i will not bash futaba I will not bash Grotner. I will not bash Tyrannus. Sky. Yo, I'm not going to bash any of them because people have good luck with them. There's one thing in this world I will bash, and it's a DLE 20. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. So, uh, here's how, do my you, take. how do you feel about small CC gas motors? I had a bad experience. <laughs> See? It's, it's proven. It's, it's not a proof. It's, it's not necessarily the DLE 20. I'm not saying it's a bad engine. No. I'm just saying it doesn't have enough CCs to matter. No, I'll say this. The DLE 20 
is the only small engine that I had good experience with. The well, small gas engine. We got but, a story for that, too. Well, I, yeah. I've had my personal <laughs> luck with a DLA 20 has been good. But You're I, number two on my list. But I had a Sato gas, and I had horrible luck. Now, was it it's a converted? It was converted, though? No, no. It was one of the – it was a gas, native gas. It was the FG14C. Okay. Um, Again, that was about 20 cc's. But – under now, 30. I, I hear a lot of guys have great luck with those now. I personally had bad and luck. So there's there's one. Actually, Casey's got one of that revolvers. Yeah. It's solid. So far. So far. So he had uh, he got but, a plan from Mike Sterling stop, that had stop, a 20cc. Stop, 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 stop. That's number two on the airplane. Well, the first one wasn't <laughs> so good. The one Mike had. Dude ran that thing ran flawless. Ran flawless for Mike. He ended up with the airframe with the motor flawless. He sold it to a kid. One hour wonder. One hour, twenty minutes. Dude, it was yeah, it was shorter. I I say one hour because it took him an hour to get it bound up and get a receiver. Yeah, he's a spectrum guy. Clint's a he's a naysayer on a spectrum. No, sir, I'm not. (laughs) Because they have their spot. But anyways, this kid Buys this, what was that, a Pilot, 30cc Pilot? It was uh, a 20cc 20. Pilot. 20cc. Yeah. Pilot. DLE 300. 20. Yuck. It, it, beautiful airplane. Flew flawlessly every time I ever seen it. He buys it. Boat anchor. Gets it. And, man, he, and he gets comfortable with it real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen the plane fly. You've been out there before. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel it's like Mike's, I've seen this. It was that Pilot, uh, was it an S-Bot? Not an S-Bot. No, no, it was an extra 300. Extra I was going to say, I was thinking it was an extra, yeah. So, this, you know, never once did I ever hear that motor, motor stumble. Motor didn't stumble, didn't spoke. He was in a hover about 20 feet off the ground, and it, and it went, <laughs> didn't, bop, 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 but nothing. This went from running great to nothing. <laughs> Destroyed that airplane 20 minutes after buying it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, you know, t- I'll, I'm just going to – I don't know what you want to call it, but I will put it like this. I've had good and bad luck with all of them at different times. I, and, and I just feel like I'm they're, they're all man-made, this. in my opinion, and they all can have right. their problems and they can all be I'm, good. It, it I have my preferences, but I'm not going to tell anybody – Hey, so what you have is, we, is we, absolute no, garbage. We briefly touched on this. So your preference is a GP? I would, I no would money, say an no even. Money. We're not talking about dollars here. No dollars. You have a DA on Are you a DA, a GP, a I DLE, DLA? I have more DAs than anything. But Man, you can't beat Now, let me ask you this. Did you acquire all those DAs before GP really came on the scene? No. Okay. No, I didn't. So you, you prefer a DA? No, GP was well on the scene when I got into gas, for that matter. And I, I'm i not going to say I preferred DA. At the time, I'll say this, like my DA-70. I bought it before the 76 existed. Okay. My second DA-70, I bought it because I found a good deal on it, basically. And I could get it for less money than a GP at that time. So that's why I bought it. That's why it. I okay. have a DA-150. Yep. So it just, I like DAs. I like GPs. I've never owned a ZDZ, but I've heard nothing but good about them. Uh, I've I'm going to tell you right now, Jason Duran is a good dude. Yeah. And he doesn't sell junk. Have you Have you had any of his batteries yet? No, I haven't. 
So I, I bought that's that that timber I have that one ten. Mm-hmm. I bought uh, four five thousand six S of the A powers. A powers. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to see how those are. I mean, I've not heard nothing but good, but I've not. No, I've got a ZDZ ninety seven from him, and it's flawless. Yeah, you know, I, Mike's got that ZDZ one ninety five. I think it is one ninety seven on that forty percent. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's the big one. I, th- I was thinking one ninety five, but I've heard nothing but good about ZDZ. I just personally have never bought one. I will say the only engines that I really have had a lot of trouble out of have typically been DLEs. But <laughs> on the same note, I've had really good luck with some too right so it's They're hit it's, or miss kind of it's maybe. been more hit or miss for me and i know so, guys out there that have had nothing but great luck with them so it's just he's got your the best your best luck's been with dla's right absolutely have you ever heard of dla oh yeah i, I mean i've heard of them yeah. i have no personal experience with them well that's I've, that's i've, I've got big, a handful yeah. of them dude i nothing it, he has doesn't run like a top yeah. Everything Dude, he has I, I is tuned right, I, first of all. Well, right. It, and it's not exactly about the engine. It's about the tuning. Right. You know, and uh, the carburetor accepting the tuning. I, right. I'll say that with the DLEs, the problem that I always found out was I had bad trouble. I had bad luck with the carburetors. And whenever right. I would change the carburetors out to a Walbro, I had almost no problems okay. after that point. Okay. So. That's always what – that's the same advice I've always heard you give to. Yeah. Just order a $30 Walbro carburetor. Yep. And I think one of the things, too, with, like, the DLE 20, there's not a lot of people that make a small cubic inch motor. You know, yeah, you've got, you've got more than you think, cubic actually. Centimeter, yeah. You've got RCGF, Valley View RC, right. DLE. Well, do you, a, what's I'm Valley a, Views? I mean, I'm thinking those are all just rebadged. No, no, no. They're not. They're no. not. They're not. I, I've been in contact. With so Valley View's got somebody they're, casting their yep, motor. They're their own deal. Really? Uh, well, they make they they make they make engines that nobody else makes. Like a weird a thirty CC sizes. Yeah, like a thirty twin, for instance. Right. Yeah. They they do do some entertaining smaller now, sizes. I will say this about you, Clint. Though you're 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 up for a a, a small CC twin. Absolutely. Now, so you think it has a Walbro carburetor? Okay. That then that's something else I'll back up to is I do prefer twins, and all day I, long. Yeah, twins in my opinion typically run so much smoother and more reliable. So Dude, I am, I, I like twins. I, we hand built a third scale D seven. Right. I didn't fly it in one year's time. Right. And we went straight up. That. Is that a DL? That's a DLA one sixteen inline. Uh, have you heard this thing? I thought I saw the video. I'm not sure that, if I've seen man, the D seven. You've got to hear this motor though. Man, it's not about it's not about seeing a video. A video doesn't do it. Justice. It doesn't do it justice. This motor just sounds. No, actually, I think every time I've flown with Clint, it's been the DLA one twelve. One sixteen. No, what's the what's the four cylinder boxer engine? One twenty eight. Okay, that's it. The yeah. one twenty eight, then, yeah. Well, I, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm coming to Duncan, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring Super Seven. Okay. You, is gonna, that all you're bringing? No. You gonna bring a hooker? Ah, man, I'm so on time with. I'm gonna bring the four cylinder. You gotta bring a hooker and let Clay yeah, fly a hooker. Uh, yeah, I'm the guy let, needs to fly uh, a hooker. Uh, man, do you bring Wino? 
Or do you bring the four cylinder? <laughs> well, yeah. well, Wino's well, yeah. bulletproof. I, I love all that these airplane. airplanes have their name, and Wino is Wino because it's it's got a uh, it's Dude, a purplish silver. Oh, I know that plane. Yeah, it, it, the, it's, it's just, white and purple, and it's, it's just it's super a, smooth. It's a airplane. wine colored. Yeah, it's yeah. got a DLA sixty four on it. It flies perfect. Yeah, it's I one mean, of you, the uh, it's one of your uh, stagger wing biplanes. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Yeah. Sir. Mm-hmm. And, and it's super fun. It's, and it's, it had been flown. I mean, this year it's got some some flight. Yeah, we've yeah. been flying the hell out of it. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, if I'm going to when I go to Duncan, I have two options. Well, you got to take a backup. Man, I'm gonna take a Newport 17. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We you flew, got room. We flew it at the Jonal, and it was great. And it hadn't been flown since. Yeah, once. Has it? Yeah. It's got a little... Uh, but here, everybody beats up on me for disliking the DLE 20. Man, it's got DLE 55 side exhaust on it. runs great. That's a, Those are awesome engines. So I let me ask say. you this. D- DLA, DLEs, what do you think about the RAs? Yeah. I don't <laughs> why you got to go there. I haven't had that much because experience with a, the RAs. Well, to, Clint has. You know, uh, I've been around some of the 35s. Uh-huh. But that's I've never I'm, owned so a 35. I, I have a I have a Bill Hempel decathlon with a 35 RA on it and a fucking muffler won't stay on it. Yeah, but I've had that same trouble with side side exhaust too at different times. It, uh, I haven't. Yeah. Hey, my DLE 20 is an RA, and the muffler stays on a fine. It just doesn't so far, right? Well, <laughs> so, so I, I quit having muffler problems when, uh, and I'm not gonna say I had a lot of muffler problems, but I've had them come loose on me. But uh, Terry Wiles, uh, if I'm not butchering his name too much, no, you're not. That's an awesome dude. He's gonna do a prop for me for my green airplane. Yeah, so he's got a video out there. I think it may be part of the RC Tech series that he put out, and he talks about. Uh, muffler prep and once I started doing what he talks about in this video I quit having problems that's just my pro that's that's been my experience I, but I haven't messed with RAs so the deal is so he's like he said he's got the hemp I've gotten sidetracked you touch the you, he can tighten it up lock tight everything two or three flights in the the muffler, the muffler bolts I'm not a believer in Loctite on exhaust nope. I, I, I've tried to talk him into Put some spacers in, get the heads out a little bit, put some safety wire on them. Well, here's my, here's what I do, and I follow. Eh, not, I'm not going to say exactly what Terry talks about, but I get try to get close. And the first thing I do is I take the mufflers, and I, I've got a pretty flat, uh, bit desktop that's right. in my shop. Oh, well, and I the take glass some, is gone now. That'd have been perfect. And I just no, take some, I take some sandpaper, and I sand the face of the muffler right. because you think that's flat until you put it on a block and then you'll see little imperfections. Right. So I sand that muffler face down. Then I prep it with I prefer Permatex copper and I'll put my Permatex copper on it. Absolutely. Not, you don't use the paper gasket. No, no. I quit Throw using those. Right. Yeah, I quit using those because that's when I start having any muffler leaks. So I go to the Permatex copper and I dab it on there like he shows in the video and then I take the muffler bolt itself and I just put a little bit of that copper on the threads, that Permatex copper, right yep. on the threads. Yep. And then I thread it in there. I don't like Loctite, especially blue, for mufflers because if, if you actually look into red Loctite even, it's the way it's meant to be released is with heat. 
Right. Well, what do you have there? You it's have a lot exactly. of heat. So my thought process is, and I could be totally wrong, but that that becomes a thread lubricant. When it becomes liquid, it, does. it gets that heat. It gets a Absolutely. lubricant. So now it wants to back out because makes, it's got less resistance. Yeah, it's coming out no matter what. So that's why I don't go to Loctite on mufflers. I just use the Permatex. And he recommends the Norlock washers. I haven't gotten to try those yet because I just haven't spent time to go find them. But, you know. You know, the only engine, and I'm not beating up on DLE, not one bit. But the only engine I've had problems with a muffler coming loose is the 35RA. Yeah. And now I'm going to ask the obvious question. You balance the prop, right? Absolutely. Yeah. About See, th- three different ones. Yeah. So and it, 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 are you running wood or carbon? What's your preference? I've tried both. Yeah. The, here's, the, here's the real shitty part of it. You can't tighten them up without pulling the cow and the motor. And, and, yeah, know. I agree with that. Well, I say that. So I stopped by the flying field yesterday and visited Larry, our, our old timer. Yeah. And uh, this gentleman was out there. He's about our age. He has a he has a son. This 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there. And he has a DLE 35RA. <laughs> he has a DLE 35RA. I know, okay, I know the kid. The you know, kid's he a hell talk- of a pilot. Oh, he's going to be, yeah. for sure. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, right, sure enough. Right, 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 right. And he said, man, you warned me about that muffler coming off, but you didn't warn me about the, muff- the engine falling off. Huh? <laughs> right. So I guess they were out there the other day, and the motor fell off, and he couldn't. He he didn't have enough. For, he was flying with a DX6, and he didn't have enough channels to hook up the uh, ignition kill. Uh. Right. So he had to fly the motor out of out of fuel because he couldn't get it slow enough to land. Yeah. So that's that's something that I'm I'm pretty adamant on is being able to shut that engine off. Whether it be uh, uh, by right. electronic or by shutting the carb or something. Right, exactly. So yeah. I, I give the father of this young man credit because he, he immediately bought the, uh, bought the son a IX-12, mm-hmm. maybe, or something along those lines, so they could get to the channel of uh, turning the ignition off. Well, even at a bare minimum, you can do the throttle cut where you pull the carburetor closed. I mean, that, and that's right, the old that's temporary the, close for yeah. You know, like that's what I do with the glow engines, where you don't right, have the right. the option of electronic kill. Throttle cut and it shuts mm-hmm. the carburetor for three seconds, and well, a lot of times I do it on a momentary switch, so it's as long as I hold the switch okay. down. Okay. But uh, but yeah, that's that's but a big at the safety end of thing. The, day, the motor fell off the airplane, ruined the cow. Do you think it was vibration? I, I don't. I don't know. Right. I, I've had the same thing happen to me. I have a, I have my, I beat up on DLE. The the mo- here's my deal. The motor falling off to me. It's not a motor. That's it's a, that's totally bad installation. Did the firewall come loose? Did the mount? You know. I beg to differ. But no, no, no. It's totally all. accessible. If you I got a double nut the backside, I mean. So here's my a, problem with the DLE thirty five, RA. You think they vibrate too much? Absolutely. So, I don't care how well you balance the prop. The engine has eight bolts that bolt it to its standoffs and the firewall. Yeah. That's where I was going to go with that. It, is it does not. It, so, what eight. I did, eight. Yeah. It has four coming in the back to the standoffs and then four coming in from the front. 
for the motor. It doesn't have through bolts. Oh, on it. I would do through bolts. Right. I would do so, through bolts all well, the way. But it's not set that way. It's not the standoffs are not made that way. The, the standoffs well, aren't you made get, that way. get you some standoffs that are through bolts. Nah, nah just no. you just get you a drill press and Listen, run through them. Well, whatever you got to do, but yeah. uh, well, so I had the only engine I've ever had fall off was a DA thirty five. And it wasn't right. on small, my airplane. Small CC. Yeah, it wasn't on my airplane, but it was a plane that I put together, and I was flying it when it happened. And what it was is the back, the bolts that go through the firewall and into the standoffs, they had backed off. Right. And one of the things that it's easy to do, and I've been guilty of this in the past, is you actually over if you over tighten it, you crush the plywood. You can you can over tighten them too much. Right. And you can crush that plywood, and then they'll, or when the engine's up there torquing and moving around, you can get a little bit of slop in it. And it, I agree that it's a, it's because they're not through bolts. I think the through bolts, I mean, I've not had any I, trouble with that on my twins, but on my twins, they're all made to run standoffs with through bolts, and I use uh, nylock nuts on the back right, side. Right, nylock I, nuts or double nut, whatever. So, you know. so that's how I did my 35 this last time the muffler fell off is I took the standoffs and I drilled them out mm-hmm. for a through bolt. So I hadn't flown an airplane since. And, yo, know, maybe after the thumb fly, I'll drag it out. But I, I, uh, I, I mean, to me, just my thought but process, muff- I, I've been an aircraft mechanic for 25 years. I, that eight bolt, that's, that's why. Why? Why well, would why? You know what I mean? I, I, I can't answer that. I didn't design it. I mean, you're doubling the chances of something coming loose. Yeah. Well. <laughs> there again, that's just how it is. We, right. we didn't design it, you know, and, and if it were my design, it wouldn't be that way. Right. So. Well, and, you know, you know, I guess some people are eh, maybe kind of like, well, this is how it's supposed to be, so let's do it. The, to me, I would definitely ream those standoffs off and uh, – you know, through bolt, for yeah, sure. I've uh, that's why I had a hard time understanding that because yeah. I'm thinking a through bolt with a nylock nut, or, well, or you know, no, they're just and that's just it. Is they're little small bolts and they yeah, just thread like into number the, tens or, or, or number yeah, M fours or whatever they are. Uh, like, sixes maybe. I think they're six millimeter. A lot of times, six millimeter, quarter twenty. It yeah. seems to be the kind of the standard. But you know, all you got on there is a lock washer, and that's right. it. And you know. I like to use uh, grade eight washers. Um, the locks? No, I use the grade eight flat washers to put on the firewall just to spread that load out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't typically, it, it's definitely with the through bolts, I don't really worry about uh, lock washers. I just use the, the grade eights so that they don't cut and crush. Right. And then I put the nylon nuts the on nylon them. nylon nuts, that's, yeah. that's all you really need. Yeah, that's it. Um, and that's it's just more difficult with the singles. You know, when you're talking about the, especially the 35s and the 30s and stuff like that. But definitely, I like, when I have done them, I've used Loctite. Uh, but it's not a foolproof deal. Well, uh, none, I've had of it, none of it is. I mean, no. yeah. you know, you, you got to maintain your stuff. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I can't say that I'm one that every time I check my stuff, but, you know, you got to be vigilant, maintain your equipment and, uh, Make well, sure it, it is a safety deal. You know, make sure you're not Some about to enter like disaster. You know what I mean? My little 20 cc revolver does every bit of a hundred plus. You know what I'm saying? And that's, right. that's a missile. 
Yeah, <laughs> you got you, <laughs> you know you got to you got to make sure that right. that everything's nice and safe. So is your yours a through bolts or how's yours set up? Uh, my dude, mine's beam mount. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, twenty. Yeah, 20s work yeah. like glow yeah. engines. Yeah. Uh, the green D seven in the in the video. Yo, we had I took it apart at the flying field that day, and went through it. Checked every bolt in it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Motor hadn't been run in a year. Off the oh, it fired up. We got about 15 seconds of full throttle, and then send it. So send it. Full send. That's yeah. one thing. When you fly the planes like Clint and I fly, and, and I'm not excluding you guys because I just don't know what you guys fly exactly, but when you fly the size planes that we do, you better inspect them. Well, you better yeah. check stuff out. You have to. Not, because not only, not only it's a for safety your investment, issue. but for it's safety, safety it, for anybody. It's a safety that's, issue. That's uh, right. What's that green D7 weigh? Uh, yeah. 45 pounds. Yeah, that out of control goes through a windshield somewhere. Bad deal. Bad deal. Bad deal. Well, I don't yeah. want it. You know, Dude, that could total a Kia. Well, I'm just right. saying. I mean, yeah, that that'll total two smart cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, speaking of this, this is totally off subject. So the, the other uh, last weekend, my son, they had some Corona car meetup thing over here at the old mall parking lot crossroads. He take the short. He take well, the oh, yeah, body. Oh yeah, we took that. I ain't bullshitting you. You know the little bitty Fiat, the little. Uh, it's not a smart car, but the, it's a little five hundred. I think. Right, it's right. a Fiat, dude. This thing pulled up and it's like, was it turboed? It had a dude, had a hell of a blow off. I blew wow. my mind. I'm gonna tell you right now, the square body we put together sounds right. Oh yeah, that's 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 a that's a that's even a if it is one wheel wonder. It's a one wheel wonder. It'll lay down some rubber for 50 feet that's one cool, tire. Man. You get a little more tire action on that. You just rotate it side to side. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's. That's what kind man, of I, I'm proud I, of the boy. I gotta give Gavin credit <laughs> on that man. He don't he don't want to buy tires. No. And I guarantee you, we we lay down some rubber. Oh, yeah. He night. said your turn. He said no. Those two hundred fifty dollar piece Nettos. Yeah. yeah that's, that's boy, funny. it sure. Oh, motor sounds great. Oh yeah, it's a good run of car. But. Yeah. Well, man, sounds like a good place to tie us up. Clay, man, we really appreciate you coming on, man. You guys check us out. Uh, come down to Duncan, man, if you get a chance, man. I'll Absolutely. Make sure, I'll make sure and get an address and everything down I'm, in the show I'm notes. excited to check it out for yeah. sure. And, man, uh, you've got some really good prizes that you guys are giving away, is like door prizes, raffle prizes, and things oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I've done claim claim uh, ownership to one of them. Right. What else you got? Well, uh, man, I'm going to bring something down to add to the mix, man. It's a, it's an older, uh, you know, uh, foamy that's uh, – profile and everything like that's brand new in the box it's been out of production for seven or eight years right. so uh something something cool you guys can give away for the Just raffle another little the scrap file, right, man. Right. oh awesome awesome we really appreciate that um i will say the raffle we uh we typically do a, a huge raffle every year and this year with the the current economy uh it's, it's hard you know if any of you listeners out there are not in oklahoma oklahoma's a big oil field state and uh it's and hit us hard yeah Yeah, it's really has Absolutely. yeah so um anyway with the current economy and then also with the the COVID-19 and us not really knowing early on how things were going to pan well, out so we didn't really pursue the the raffle like we typically do so we we're really playing it low-key this year and thanks to guys like Casey and uh I'll throw a, a, another couple are uh Benny Barnhill, he's uh, he's the one that reached out to me about the Skywing 48-inch uh, laser. 
which I personally perfect have. Perfect for electric setup. Yeah, it's That's awesome. Perfect. I've got to. Trying uh, for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I personally have the, the Skywing 60-inch laser and the 89-inch Skywing laser. Both of those are phenomenal airplanes. Uh, Man, I, I'm just telling you right now, I can't wait. To get down to Duncan. Oh, it's going to be good, man. It's, it's going to be, be a good, good time. So, I'm going to be down there on just, Thursday. So I got a question somebody- burning in my head. So with 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 the pandemic, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to be, whatever it is, did did you have to before you went ahead and and put full steam ahead? Did you call? I mean, no, we. Uh, I put a couple of feelers out I mean, there. This is this is small town Oklahoma. This it, is kind of we that, we can self. Uh, yeah, that's that was really my look at. You know, I took a few kind of just looked around and seen right. okay, you know, there's things are opening up so to speak and you know, there's a lot of people still getting out and doing things. Man, y'all and, planned it at the perfect Well, time. we can self-police ourselves. It's yeah. a small town, everybody. It's it's kind well, of, you know, I'm gonna I, take like my I said, trailer, I'm gonna sleep. I took <laughs> I took a few things into account, but one of the things I did is I put a couple feelers out there just on our Facebook group and asked around and you know just right. got a feel for what people's mentality was and the feedback everybody's that i had ready. was like ready. everybody's just so eager to go for it so ready so i just uh decided to roll with it and my club they were fully supportive you know they i wanted, mean it's not going to be a lake of the ozarks thing but uh maybe well <laughs> well we had we had 50 pilots there last year and I mean, I hope the, to double that this year the way it's looking we cool. we may exceed that this year i mean it's really cool. looking that way but uh no, uh, I don't want to get too far off. We talked about the raffle, so we've got the the Skywing forty eight inch laser. Uh, then uh, one that hasn't been announced yet. You guys are the first to hear this. Uh, Jr. Uh, DFA, one of their team pilots, who's also uh, on uh, Team Flex with me, Kyle Rickaway. He reached out to me, and he's getting us a Jr. DFA T fourteen and a receiver. Nice. Wow, man, that's that's a big, that's a big giveaway. That's that's a big one, man. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you guys are the first to hear it. So that's awesome, man. I'm uh, glad that would get. Maybe I'm going to retract my. I'm going to win the Skywing. To I'm going to win that Jr. Right. (laughs) So man, Larry's called it before, folks. I wouldn't be surprised. I've called it before once, once, and then uh, and then I've of course the other the big one for me. uh, We'll have uh, three. Uh, Team Flex guys on site. We'll have the dealer Jason Reddish at Reddish RC. He'll I be down there selling. I, I just yeah. want to shake his hand and, yeah. and so we're, thank there, him for doing what he's doing. Are there going to be uh, like planes and stuff to purchase while you're down there? I mean, is Flex bringing a boot? Flex is going to be set awesome. up for yeah. sale. Okay. Yeah, J- awesome. Reddish RC will be there selling Flex products. You'll have. Uh, he told me today he got in some Mamba Ten, some QQ Extras, Boy. some RV. Maybe I'm going to have to go sell some, some batteries this week, huh? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he'll have he'll have a trailer load of stuff to sell. And where are they out of? Jason is out of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Okay, so oh. where's Flex out of? They are in uh, Florida, um, ah, Nokomis, okay. I, I believe, is the I town. Knew that. Right. Yeah, they're down in the South Florida. But uh, anyway, Jason is bringing uh, an RV8, which is a extremely popular, and it's the green night version. Okay. And also, we'll be giving away an Aura 8. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Those 8. are sold out everywhere. They're really hard to get a hold of. Mm, I know Aura somebody's 8. got them. Honestly, I haven't looked yep. at I actually haven't looked at the inventory, yep. but we're getting is it, our, Isn't that what you have on the... Uh... No. No. I've got, I've, got an, I've got an... Are you talking about the Drac? 
Yeah, he it's an eagle tree back there. Oh, that's right. We no. decided. Man, I don't you know the aura thing, man. I, I just I'm not there yet, man. Um, I fly drones with stabilizers and stuff like that, but it's all turned off. Right. You know, so well there was there, if there I've was got a mission with man. this. Right. If I've got something with GPS that I you know, if if I were to run out of radio link or something like that, I want it to come back because right. I've got camera equipment right. and things like that on it. It's a little bit different deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing about the aura that I'd like to mention that it typically is a misconception is the aura is not a receiver. It's not a, quote, gyro in the traditional sense. It's not a safe system. It's not a safe system. However, it was designed by the same guy that developed safe for Horizon. Okay. He left for Horizon. He now works for Flex. I love the AS3X stuff. Well, this is a – More along that line. It's not the same stuff, but it's the same guy that originally developed safe in AS3X. And it's just a – in my opinion – a better version of that okay but it's a long so what what that aura is most closely related to is a, f- a flight controller like a fly barless system for a helicopter okay that's okay. the best Makes closest sense. thing i can relate it to yep it's not a receiver it's not a gyro in the you know like a tail hole uh heading hole gyro like you used to see on the helis it is a full does flight it fly it for you it does not fly it for just you. takes out a little of the buffeting, a little so, of the. the so, what's our average wind, wind speed in Oklahoma? Oh, uh, you're lucky. 15? You're, yeah. If you're you know, flying a 15 to 20 mile per hour day, that's that's your average day. That's, that's what day. the aura is for. If you watch a video from Flex, they're in the wind every time. Right. Okay. And that's what an aura is about. Is Which it basically just holds the heading. Whatever, wherever it just you takes let out off the, the stick, buffeting. It stays there. No, it, it, it takes out, out the. the it takes out the. The rockiness. It yeah, takes the out buffet, the, the buffet. The, the, and the, yeah. The, the, yeah. You know. It just smooths out the rough ride. It's just a better, but it, no, it has, saying better version, but it's the AS3X on yeah. steroids. But to answer Casey's question, it has no heading hold really to it. Right. It's, uh, it's all about just smoothing out that bumpiness is okay. what it's really about. Well, you know, like um, the best way, you know, I've never flown an Aura, but the, the way I'm thinking about it is, is like my FPV drones. You know, it's whatever stick input you give it, you go back to neutral. It's going to hold whatever that position is, which – no, I don't think that's necessarily doing the same thing, but mm. but uh, that's that in my mind that's what I'm thinking how it kind of works. No, it doesn't. It right. doesn't work like so that. So it's it's like it's it's like the AS3X where it doesn't. So I can take that little, but it doesn't say, have the well. Let me doesn't have up. the safe. But what I'm saying with that little that little timber, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little three cell twenty. I could take that up on a fifteen twenty mile twenty mile per hour wind day. And I'm not, I'm not buffeting. So, I'm not, you know, it's it's pretty solid. Like it's a, a five to ten mile per hour. So day. here's what most people relate it to if they've flown it, is it makes a little plane fly like a big plane. Right. Okay. If you've have experience flying big planes, they're inherently more stable. They're more stable. No it, substitute for weight. Right. And Unless that's you got the, the aura. aura makes it more <laughs> makes it fly more like a big plane. That's the best way. That's to uh, that's the way I understand it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that until you really experience it for yourself, I say don't knock it until you try it. And that's the best I, way to say it. See, well, that, that's you got my, people I'm not going to knock nothing, but you got all these people out here who are going to. Oh, it's not, not a gyro. Well, it is. It's not Kinda. a gyro. It, 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 it is, but it isn't. Yes. It's not a gyro in the traditional sense. It's not a cheat. You still have to fly the airplane. Oh, 100%. You can still crash the shit out of that airplane. (laughs) You can. Ask me how I know. (laughs) So it's not, I mean, it's not a handicap. It's a helper. 
you know. And can you turn it on and off? You can. Can you? Okay. You, you can. Why you'd want to, I'm not real sure, but. You know, that's it's a personal preference thing. and uh, But, you know, the way a lot of us team guys look at it is, and a lot of 3D guys treat it as it's a cheater. And that may be. But we're not competing here. We're it's, having fun. And it right. makes me enjoy it. I enjoy it. So, and therefore, that what's brings the problem? up a question when you say 3D guys. Has it been touched? You know, and I don't even know if there's 3D competitions anymore, if there's still that going on. Uh, like you know? XFC is about it is, as far as I know. You know, is it legal? <laughs> is it, you know, has it even been touched? It, it's not like it was 10 years ago where. Well, the biggest it, problem is nobody wants to try to judge it. Because it it's becomes, hard to judge. It's hard to judge, it, and then it becomes a favoritism thing. It's absolutely a well, uh, opinionated. Here, now, here's the deal: is no matter what, you're gonna piss somebody off. Yeah. Well, right. And just, I mean, I'm not speaking for anybody at this table, but everybody is afraid to piss somebody off. Oh, I'm not. Yep. Well, <laughs> I mean. I, I'll go judge. I'll go judge whatever I got to judge. Well, it's hard to judge something that there's. I but mean, I'm not. It's not. I, I it's don't not, want to. Well, I don't even, want to deal with it. But when even, you're talking that's about the a problem f- with pattern and iMac these days, the the judging criteria is so. Hey, <sighs> I'm as competitive as the next guy. What's wrong with going and having a good time? A huck fest. Go Just huck. a throwdown. Okay, a, a, that's that's a good one. I'd like to ask this question. All right, what is a huck fest? To I got me, I got well, asked this this so, question. The reason I bring it up is someone asked me this three days ago, and I I sit there and I thought, well, I think I know what it is, but trying to put that into words and explain it to someone else. Let's, so let's you just, know who uh, Billy Hell Billy uh, Billy uh, Billy what's Billy Hell Billy Hell he he was a Hobby Lobby. This may have been before your time. Uh, Billy, he, he's a Flying Giants guy now. He Pro Bowl, or the Bro, Pro, how was it? Pro. Pro Bows. Pro Bows. Profile Brotherhood. They had a big deal every year in Nashville. It was, it was a fun flight. Jim T. Graham. Graham. Jim T. Graham. Yeah, I've met him. So, he didn't call it a Huck Fest, but it was the Pro I'm going to tell, tell you bro. right now, that is one of the absolute most successful RC hobbyists between the hobby and uh, he's leatherworking and he has so many things that he does. That it, and, and on top of it, a super cool dude. So getting back to that, which I don't think... Is, in production, I've got a Mojo 40. It's a Profile 3D. Uh, it's nitro. Sure one. Yeah, it's the I, this thing's. I built this thing 15 years ago, and it's still never flown. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So a Huck Fest. Uh, to me, it's just a uh, Nash Bro. Jam Session. Nash Bros, ain't it? Ain't it? Isn't that what it's Nash called? Nash Bro. Uh, well, it's a Pro Bros. It was it, Profile Brotherhood. In Nashville is where it was at. But these guys, it was a fun fly, a fly. It's just a jam session for RC. Instead of get, gathering with your buddies, playing guitars, and just, it's RC guys, you know? So. Uh, I, I agree, but that's a total different answer than what I had. I so, what was your what was the answer you got for Huckfest? 
See, I I took it to be more of just a like a 3D bash type event where just just, just a throwdown. Yeah, just get out and just uh, fly, fly, fly. You know, and just fly and and is is. Uh, see, that's my problem with fun flies these days. Everybody's trying to do a 3D hook fest or this or that. Man, just go fly. Yeah. Well, the, the 3D guys are they're a different breed. Uh, There's I, a I lot agree. of destruction in the Huck Fest, in my opinion. I yeah, I have to tend to agree that some of it gets that way. There's going to be some hovering over a bonfire at some point, <laughs> you know, stuff yeah. like that. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to say mean, I haven't seen it happen. You know, I, I some mean, bottle I, rockets on the wingtips or Roman candles. You know, who knows? I mean, I'm in, yeah. but I'm going to sit back and have a cold drink while y'all do it. Well, yeah. you're not a 3D guy. Well, not. and I'm not one of those 3D guys personally. Not reckless. You're no, saying you're not, not as reckless. reckless. Right, no, right. no. Uh, I try to be, try to maintain safety for sure. So, but, uh, what was the conversation? If you don't want me asking about the Huckfest thing, because I, I haven't heard of a Huckfest happening. You know, it, it Tulsa just, used to have one every year. Well, you know, at this point in time, Facebook is probably one of the biggest avenues for us to talk and communicate and. You see them advertised on Facebook, you know, and stuff like that. And it's a, a somewhat new guy in our club. And he saw one, you know, they were talking about a Huckfest event somewhere. And he said, well, what is that? And I tried to explain. I said, well, it's to me, it's primarily a 3D event, you know. And, oh, it's absolutely but, a 3D uh, event. But that's – I didn't really have a good answer for it. I would and, say it's 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 unorganized. Yeah. It's uh, – Come on, Casey. No, I'm good. Uh, it's, uh, ah. you know – you know, it's a throwdown. I like Man, that. It's, uh, I, I like it's the throwdown. Throw yeah, it's just a big. It's almost just a big barbecue. Uh, so full gotta, send. Nah, full send. If you if you destroy it, it, that's. I mean, no big. That's. Uh, so you're going to see some carnage. I I don't have any of this coming up, so I'm gonna go past it immediately. What's the dinner situations? At our event? Yeah, absolutely. We have a food truck called uh, Eats and Beats. Uh, A couple of ladies that have a food truck set up in Duncan uh, regularly, they're going to come out and they're going to be selling lunch, dinner. It's my understanding they're going to be there from Thursday through Saturday. Hanging out. Yeah. Selling some grub. Yeah, they they got. I don't know if I need to take anything to cook. Yeah, they got hamburgers, hot dogs, tacos. uh, I mean,. Heck, they got all kinds of stuff. You can find them on Facebook at uh, Eats and Beats Food Truck, I think, is their page. Pretty simple. Which, man, I'm going to get with you after this and send me all this stuff, and I'll make sure there's links in the show notes so everybody can check it out. Gosh damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, Clint's got to make the mess. Man, the party's over. Hey, you always got to have that one guy in the crowd, man, and Clint always brings it, bro. Have we met? Yep. I think I'm going to start calling him Huckfest. (laughs) Goodness. A scale scale uh, guy with the Huckfest moniker. (laughs) Well, guys, we're going to cut it off right here, man. We appreciate you coming hanging out. We sure appreciate you, Clay. Come come check out Duncan. A lot of cool giveaways and stuff going on, man. And thanks again to to We'll talk to Clay again. He'll be back. Oh, yeah. So uh, check out Redline Oil and uh, Flex Innovations, man. Absolutely. You guys have a good one. Bye.